Chelsea still lista? Yes. Let's have Let's an awesome. This. Let's do this. Let's go viral. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so nervous and you're like, let's go viral. Like, what? Stop that. I don't want my, my mom to watch this. Even. <laughs> Chelsea, welcome to um, People on Point Podcast. I'm so happy about today. We've been chatting for about at least 30 minutes. I know. Um, and I can tell that people are going to enjoy this. And again, my number one mission is for you to enjoy this as well. So I want to, first of all, thank you for your time. Even though the first time that we had scheduled this, I don't know what happened, but maybe you didn't show up. It's okay to happen, but I'm so excited. And again, just like I, like I was telling you earlier, when someone shows up, like they're giving me my time. So that's why I respect by, pre by prepping, by like everything I do. So again, gracias. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've been following you and I know that I really enjoy and love how you get deep. But also now that I'm sitting in this chair, I'm like, oh, a little scared, but I'm excited. I'm excited to to. Get answer those tough questions. You know, that, that <laughs> the, when, when, when I sent you the message and you reply, hey, so like, um, well, the, the same thing you said, I'm like, I wonder if, like, if I, I come across with that, because that's not my intention as far as like being direct or hardcore no, or, or uncovering what? the whatever hidden secrets they have. Like, that's not my intention. I'm like, no, I'm it comes naturally. Wrong. It okay. comes really naturally. Like, like you really are watching people su plática, uh -huh. you know, so it comes naturally, but the questions are good where you're like, oh, he asked that he went there. You know who does that? Um, how I and how I built this. I don't know if you he always asks the questions that I'm wondering, you know, and you do that. Who's that? Uh, it's the podcast by man. What's his name? But it, the podcast is called How I Built This on NPR. OK. And he he interviews entrepreneurs. And he'll say, well, you know, well, then I made a million dollars, but how did you make it? And he like asked those questions that you're wondering while you're listening. And that's what nice. do. Well, I, I tried and, and like I said, like I, I prep and I have my questions, but like most of my questions or the conversation goes, cause do you, you say something that I want to go deeper. I want to ask that question. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's good. You're natural. You're a natural. Ah, stop that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. So. Before you give us a proper intro on who you are and what is it that you do, we were just talking, because I was asking about your last name, right? Mm -hmm. Evaldi? Is yes. it my pronouncer, right? And I'm Evaldi. like, before we start recording, I asked you, is that your real last name? And if yes, that's not Mexican. What's going on there, right? Yeah. So you were going to explain to me, and I was like, you know what? You maybe explain to, to us when we hit record, so go for it. Yeah, so my my name is Chelsea Evaldi Rivas. My, my husband's last name is Rivas, but when I got married, I don't have a really close connection to my dad. And so I really wasn't attached to that last name. And I never felt like it was fair that a girl had to change her last name when she got married. Because it's a lot of paperwork, you know, and it's a lot of time. And so my main thing was like the passport, having to change the passport, like that felt like a really big thing that I had to do. And so I was just like, you know, what? I'm just going to take off my last name. And I'm just going to be Chelsea Evaldi and just keep my first and middle name and let it be my first and last name. And that's just me. Like no one, no man attached to me, you know, kind of women empowerment. And my husband is so awesome, so supportive. He was just like, yeah, sure, go ahead and do it. Like if that's what you want to do, you can do that. Like I, it, it does not bother me. And he's had, you know, co-workers that have been like, oh, she, she doesn't have your last name, blah, blah, blah. And he's just totally 100% not bothered by it. Like he's just like he is the one that came up with my hand my Instagram handle Chuko Chingona. Like he's like, you should be Chuko Chingona, and I was like, no, that's like too much. And he's just like, no, that's you, that's you, you should do it. 
so he's he he backs me up, you know. So that's how I ended up with Chelsea Evaldi. It's my first and middle name. Evaldi is a middle name. So, and there's a story behind Evaldi. It was supposed to be Eraldi, and it was, so that's a little more Mexican. And Which I heard. <laughs> no, no, like, yeah, yeah I heard Eraldi. That. Uh-huh. And my grandma's name is Evangelina Eva. So my mom was like, oh, Eva Evaldi. So now, so she kind of ma- made it up herself and made it her own. Nice. Have you met other people with that name? No, Evaldi? never. But I've Googled it, and there's like a doctor in somewhere else in Europe or something that has that last name. That sucks when you do that, right? Like, my full name is Elisandro Leon. I go by Eli, but that's my full name. Mm-hmm. And when I was, like, setting up my Instagram, my, my um, even my Facebook, I'm like, I have to be, like, the only Elisandro Leon with the last name in this world. Nope. There's a million. Well, not a million, but there's a lot. And I'm like... <gasps> going on yeah, here like it's a unique one. name but then with the last name and they have it so like, isn't that crazy it is makes the world smaller yes how connected we are yes it is and it's funny how you're talking about your um your your instagram handle because that was my very first question or or comment that you have the best username oh that's cool. ever <laughs> chuco chingon i'm like oh my god that has to be first of all why which you, you kind of explain why when did you guys get or when did you get this handle so it used to be, I used to have it as Evaldi Monkey, Evaldi. I, for a while, I wanted Evaldi to be, for my first name to be Evaldi because it's so unique. And I didn't like Chelsea because I felt it just didn't go with me. And then, but it, I mean, I grew up with Chelsea. So it, it was hard for people to, where I'm like, no, call me Evaldi now. You know, it was hard for that change. So um, when I decided, okay, I'm going to be Chelsea Evaldi. And the handle, I, I was playing with it on what I should do, and, and I decided to do it public, where I, I was going to let you know people into my little world. And first I was like, Chuko Chukes was what I had thought of, Chuko Chukes. And then we came out with a shirt. I came up with, I, I designed a shirt, Chuko Chingona. And then that's when Carlos was like, that should be your handle. And I was like, you think so? And he was like, yeah. And I, I sat on it for a bit. I always do this. I sit on things for a bit, let it marinate in my mind. And then I just was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I changed it. And then now, like, people refer to me as Chuko Chingona. You know, like, they're like, oh, la Chuko Chingona or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, it's become a part of me, you know, part of my brand. And sometimes I'm like, is it too much? Like, is because I'm calling myself a chingona, you know, like, is it too much to creída? But for me, I've kind of changed it to like, when I speak to other girls, I'm like, hey, chingona, how are you doing that? Oh, you know, that's a chingona move. So it's become more of a, the way that I encourage other women as well, you know, and my, my husband, he also says, he, we, I also designed another shirt that says Chuko Chingon. And he, when he talks to his friends and stuff, he'll be like, ¿Qué pasó, chingón? <laughs> you know, so it's just kind of become yeah. our thing. So, I mean, he's he is the chuco chingón, <laughs> the, but he, that's not his handle. <laughs> that, 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 that's funny because I know you, you went to school, marketing degree, of course. So I'm very curious, when you're deciding on this username, did you think about, hey, this chingona, like, is it too direct? Are some people going to get offended by, by using a bad word? in my username did you think about all those things of course i did i mean just even changing you know before when when i when i got um chukorelica used to be manchot and so i changed the name two years later to chuko relic and at that point there wasn't chuko wasn't used and chuko was like there was only chuko burger that was the only other business that had chuko in it so that part 
was hard because it had this negative connotation to it, like where it was like, oh, um, cholos or hood or um, it just had a bad rep to it, the word chuco. And I remember, so in 2016, when I changed the name, I so I rebranded the whole business to Chuco Relic. We would get customers in there like, oh, I don't like the word chuco. That, that's like an ugly word or that's the, I don't like that. You know, I would get that a lot. But I mean, I did, I, I, you know, I did a little bit of research before doing it and it just felt right. And it was also just a gut instinct to do it. So when I went to Chuco Chingona, again, the same, like, is it too much? Is it, am I putting myself like in a higher, you know, like again, creída? Yeah. Um, but I was like, you know, I, I'm going to try it. And then I, I, I always think about branding. And so I thought when I, when I refer to chingona, I'm not going to make it seem like I'm the ch- only chingona. It's going to be like, you're a chuko chingona too. You're a chuko chingona too. So it's, I'm not the only one, but I'm, I'm coining the, the name of it, but there's many chuko chingonas, you know, um, in El Paso. And actually like now Chica Chat has a, their El Paso giving day. They called it the chuko chingonas. And I'm like, that's cool. You know, like it's become, a li- I mean, and I'm not saying they did it because of me, but it's become just something bigger. And and that's what I wanted from it. Nice. That's amazing. And those questions are the one like, I'm really curious because every time I make a change either for myself or for the business, I'm like, I always have to think this like for a long time. And I'm like, for that specific, I'm sure there was a lot of things. And you know what? And in the, in the end, it's it's a lot of thinking but you'll never know if it's good, right or wrong until you do it. And it's also a gut instinct, you know, like it's like I sit with it for a while and then I, I'm like, it, if my gut is still telling me if it's still sitting there. I'm like, yeah, OK, I'm going to do it. I'm going to just do it, you know, because you have to jump at some point. It's it's always scary. Anything any kind of change is scary. But then once you jump and you feel that gut instinct, like, yeah, just go ahead and do it. Uh, and and, and I, this is funny how I was talking about this with my daughter yesterday, how like, I'm sure you thought about this for weeks, months, and then maybe you did ask somebody else, hey, what are your thoughts on Chuco Chingona? Oh, I hate it. And you're like, and then you're like, bro, I thought about this for so long, the pros, the cons for you to just like say, no, it, it's, it's, it's nasty, it's ugly, it's whatever. Maybe just the, the name Chuco, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's so hard not to like hear those voices because they don't know the process. They just had those mm-hmm. two seconds that you asked them that question for them to just give you like for for them to judge whatever you're presenting to them. Like, so you have to be like self-aware of I really don't care. Well, right? and not even that, but um, know who to ask, you know, know the people that are have your best intention in mind, you know, because I could ask maybe a friend that doesn't understand where I'm trying to go. And, and not saying that they don't have the best intention, but they, they're maybe a different path for me. And, and so I wouldn't ask them, but I ask people that are like-minded in that area for their opinion. And not because I'm saying like, oh, well, they're, they'll agree, but I know that they'll understand where I'm coming from and how difficult deci- the decision is. You know what I mean? I get 100% what you said. And the same thing applies not only to business, but everything else yes. as well. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about, we'll try to talk about everything else. Yeah, well. I know. But okay, let's go back a little bit. For those that maybe are not familiar with who you are and what, is it, what you do, go ahead, please. So I am Chelsea Valdi. I am the owner of Chuco Relic. And who am I? 
<laughs> How long have you been open? Um, I know you, you said you, you had this business 2012. Yeah, so, okay, I, I got the store in 2012. I actually purchased it from a friend. Um, she used to have, the store used to be called Manchot, and it used to be uh, more like a Spencer's. She had really fun stuff in there that was very unique, but that you could buy overseas or, or you know, it wasn't, it wasn't one of a kind. Was it unique to El Paso? No. Or it was just stuff? Just stuff. It was okay. fun stuff. Okay. That you were that you didn't need, but you was fun and you wanted to have, you know, and like Spencer's, you know, there's a lot of like you don't really need much from Spencer's, but it's so fun, you know. And so when when I left for 10 years and when I moved back, I kind of made it my purpose, my mission to promote El Paso, because while I was gone, I was like every year I, I let I was away. I just realized there's no place like home, like all Dorothy, you know, it just the I realized what a great place El Paso is. It's so unique and the, I used to hate the part where I would find someone that I knew wherever I went and now I like it. Like I'm like, I feel like I'm part of this big community. Well, I am, you know, I'm part of this big community, this big neighborhood where I'm gonna always see a friend wherever I go. You know, I like that because living in other places where it felt very alone, very big, that coming back, it feels cozy, you know? So when I moved back, I was like, okay, I need to let other people know about this. Like know that El Paso is actually really great. And what we maybe don't like is actually the best part about it, you know? So I started working with Visit El Paso and my, I was promoting El Paso. And then when my friend decided to sell her business, my husband, Carlos, he was like, let's buy it. And I was, just, we had money saved up and I was like, no. And he's like, come on, you would be great at it. Let's do it. I had my son and he was like, you could spend more time with him because that makes sense. Like by a business, you could spend more time with your family. Like sometimes it doesn't work out that way, but you do get more time flexibility. But so I was like, we were, we, I, d I decided, you know what, I'm not going to do it. And I, I told, I didn't even tell my friend anything. And then I was like, hey, let me take you out to lunch. Um, so to say goodbye. And she was like, she already had told me that she had sold the business. And I was like, oh, damn. So we go out to eat and she's like, hey, it didn't fall through. You know, we're just in conversation. It didn't fall through. And I was like, well, Carlos had told me to tell you that we would buy it. And she's like, why didn't you tell me? She's like, look, I'm going to give you like, take it. It's a, I'm going to give you a good deal. Go ahead and do it. And I was just like, I couldn't say no at that point. Like the way she, you know, got it to us, she let us have it in payments, blah, blah, blah. And so we so I took the leap. And then from there, I was like, well, I still still want to promote El Paso, you know? I And I bought it just like, okay, pues now it's mine, but not even... You were following the same business model, yes, same product. I so, followed her. So it wasn't that you wanted to change since day one, right? right. It sounds like, okay, it, it came later on. Right, okay. so I bought it and I'll, I was just like, okay, pues and now I'm a business owner, let's do this. But selling the stuff that she had in there didn't feel like me, you know? Because I'm like, I wouldn't buy this or it was, didn't feel like me. So then little by little, I started going, well, I would always go to the markets. I love farmer's markets. And I would go and, and tell them, would you like to sell your product at my store? And I would get yeses and I would get noes, you know, because I was just so small. And then little, well, once they saw, oh, this girl's selling her stuff there and she's doing well, okay, well, I'm gonna try too. And that's how it started happening. Just, you know, by them seeing that other um, people from the farmer's market were doing well, they started willing to sell their stuff with me. And so that's how I started doing the local stuff. And it's funny because I remember someone saying, like in a bad way, saying, oh yeah, you have, it's like you have a little farmer's market in there. And I was just like, ooh, 
is that bad? Like, they made me question myself, you know? And I was like, but that's what I want. I want people to be able to, when they don't come on Saturdays or Sundays, they come and they come any day of the week, they can come to my store and still buy these products that are so amazing. I That's what I want. So, you know, I, I kept at it and then then rebranded in 2016 because a lot, so the name was Manchot, which is Penguin in French. And she had her story, her connection, but penguins and El Paso, it just doesn't make I'm sense. I'm so glad we're talking about that because I was taking my notes. I'm like, I'm going to mispronounce Mancho. What, what is that? So it's actually so like, Mancho. Oh, okay. Because it's a French word. Okay. So it's Mancho. And I, I didn't even, and couldn't say it. And I knew that I had to change the name was when customers would say, I had your shirt and, but I didn't know, I couldn't remember the name of the business. And I was like, okay, that's a problem. You know, if they if they're coming, because at that point I was already getting the local products, but they couldn't remember my business name. So, because they couldn't associate it to anything. You know, they have to have an association to something that they know about. So that's when I started, okay, well, how am I going to re- rebrand this? And so, you know, in the beginning we talked about Chelsea Valdi Rivas. Well, all my, I have my two kids and Carlos, we're all CR initials. So I was like, I want, I say that, the business is my oldest child and so i'm like i wanted to have the same initials the cr initial so you know chuko was the first part okay chuko let's let me sit with that and then googled uh synonyms for souvenirs and relics was one of them and i was like and then a lot of people were like uh, you know and this is the beginning so you ask everybody and people were like what's relics relics doesn't make sense no one knows what the relic what word the relics is da, 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 da. and I got so much negativity from the name and I was like hey should I even change it like should I even change anything about it and then um I was like you know what? I'm gonna buy the name if 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 it's sitting in my mind I'm gonna buy it so I went to register it with the county and with the city and I was like I'm gonna let it sit there and if I decide was yeah I, I have it then I, t- I sent out a poll and I sent it out to the artists that I already had and to my closest friends and family. And I said, what do you think our business name should be? These are the ones I have picked. What do you think it should be? And Chuko Relic, they all chose Chuko Relic. What was option two? Was so there, it was um, souven- something like souvenir teas, where it was like souvenirs with teas mixed, intermingled. Okay. Um, and... I can't even think of the other ones, honestly. I, I should I should bring out that poll out again. But it was four options that I had thought of. And I thought that that one that had the mingled of the souvenirs with the teas was going to win because it made sense. Um, but no, Chico Relic was the one that they picked. And I'm like, that's the, my sign. Like, that's my sign. You know, because I did get negativity from it. But if, if these people that are invested in my brand because they were artists that were part of it already, if they're thinking that that's a good one, then then I'm going to do it. And yeah, so then it took me about a year for all the rebranding because I redid the logo. We used to be a penguin. I, re, you know, re, redid the logos, the color palettes, all of that. But it was it was meant to be because then it became mine. Like it was me, you know, before it wasn't me. I don't really I don't love pink. And it was mainly the main color of it was pink. And um, and I still have pink in my palette and my brand palette, but it's not the main the main one turquoise is the main one which is my color nice let me ask you this now that you said you bought a store already that someone else had opened up there you had already products even though you later on made it your own of course when was it that you felt passionate about what you were doing and what you were selling and stuff like that so when i rebranded it 
in 2016, we moved. So we used we started downtown, and then we moved to Montesillo, and the way the the way we rebranded it, it just felt so perfectly because the they had moved the um, statue. The oh, it's not a statue, but they had moved the alligators out of downtown, the ceramic. What is it called? Not the no statues, idea. but that. They had moved them because they were remodeling. They were building that canopy in downtown, remodeling San Casito Plaza. And then when I decided, okay, I got my alligators, uh, rebranding, putting out the new name out there. Well, they brought the alligators back. And I used that to say that the penguin had left to France and the alligators have arrived. And now we're to go out. But it was in the timing was just so perfect because it was when I wanted to change my name and, and then in the news it was like oh the alligators are coming back and I'm like let's ride on that like like let me get on that train that you know there's already advertising that there's alligators coming back and then they'll they'll understand why my logos are alligators you know so it just felt so perfect that I, I was like this is it like I'm I meant to be doing this because I was so excited you know because now it was it. yours right like fully yours right. not only the products but like the image and everything else mm -hmm. like follow-up question on that like do you recommend like if maybe someone wants to open up a business right because the model that you followed was by a, a something established already mm -hmm. i'm sure that hopefully well maybe you bought it already with it was in the green already meaning it was already profitable right mm -hmm. and then uh and then that's kind of later on you said you know now i'm going to take it to the next level is that it sounds like it, it was a good approach for you, but if I'm thinking of starting something, is that something that maybe I should follow? Kind of like, hey, maybe this is not yours, but open it, see how it works, and then make it your own, or you know, just start from scratch. You know, either way will work, of course. And and you know what's crazy is that I didn't even ask for that to know if she was being if she was profitable or not. Okay, I was so like I think back and I'm like. Kim Minsa. Like, I didn't even ask for her numbers. I didn't ask for anything. Like, I was like, okay. It's I'll just get like it. the store. Yeah. It's like, said. okay, so I'm going to be a business owner. I'll buy it. But for me, it worked out because I don't know that I would have been able to build what she, she, I, she built that foundation for me, you know? And I don't know if I would have been able to build it. And maybe I would have, maybe, you know, backtracking, but it worked out perfectly for me in that that I was I had she had built a foundation for me that I was able to get my feet wet and understand how she did things she already had told me like this is how I do it she already had set up certain things that I was like okay that's that's how you know that's how it's done and then then I got was able to go ahead and and build from there so for me it worked out but it's not necessary I mean you don't have to buy something and then realize, okay, well, it's not exactly what I want and build, make it your own. I mean, like maybe it's like actually more costly to do it that way. Um, but if someone has, you know, like my friend right now, she's selling her bakery, uh, Sweet Addiction. And that would, like, I'm like, if, if there's a baker out there that is ready to make that jump, that would be so perfect because she really has, her foundation is just so strong that she's done all of that footwork, all of that harder grinder you know that grind um that it would work out perfect but of course it's just a cost more costly in the beginning yeah. so if you have that initial investment to buy already an established business i would say yes but it's not necessary for you to be successful in the long run 
Interesting. We definitely have so many business questions. With your background, I told you that I also graduated from advertising and marketing, and we were just talking about like the hair salon, something very mm -hmm. specific. I'm like, this is exactly why we're here. But yeah. okay, we'll come back to it. Um, talk to us about growing up. I know you lived in Juarez. You crossed every day for a while, right? Mm -hmm. Middle school, then you moved over here. Um, before I do though, because I am curious. Why Chelsea? Um, I'm, I'm thinking if you yeah. if you were um, living over there, your parents are Mexican. So I'm like, that's not a very Mexican name. I know. I'm just again. And that's why I didn't like it. Like I'm like I don't like why. And then I'm white complected, so people would confuse me for for being white, and I didn't like it. Like I'm like I'm Mexican, um, but they. So my mom. Maybe this is maybe this is so Mexican of her. She worked at Wells Fargo. She used to work at Wells Fargo, and she literally did like a football square. And they whoever got whoever um, like landed. Okay, so I, I it's because I don't even do these. So you know the football squares where you buy a square. Yeah. Well, they did it of a calendar, and whoever got the day that I was born got to name me. What? Yes. Like, what if she would have named me some crazy name? So. Yeah. <laughs> that's the first time I I mean, that. that's like a fundraiser, right? And she did respect that, right? It yeah. Sounds like, and I wow. still know the lady. I mean, I still don't know the lady that named me. So that's cool. But And I'm glad that she named me like something somewhat normal. But yeah, so my mom didn't even pick that name. That's why I like my middle name better because there's a story behind it. It's connected with my grandma you know there was a little more thought behind it than me being my name being raffled <laughs> yeah i imagine in juarez in mexico la chelsea and like i, I could just imagine you like, know so what? Many things. i would i would tell people my name was ceci because they couldn't say chelsea so i would say chelsea and then they're like ceci and i'm like yeah ceci me, no, me, me llamo ceci so i would i would t say like for a while i was ceci like i was oh totally okay with it because i didn't feel like explaining and it, you know and then like oh chelsea she like oh my gosh so many different variations they got from it and this was before chelsea clinton like thank you chelsea clinton because she made the name popular and people understood how to say it because before her people it wasn't that popular it wasn't that popular and then i was constantly getting confused for some other name looking back do you think that uh, your name helped your character develop your character a little bit hmm and let me tell you why as you think about it. Like my full name's Elisandro, right? So when, when we moved from Mexico from Chihuahua over here, like in school, it was the worst thing ever. Like when we had a substitute teacher or someone new, they're gonna butcher my name, my, the kids are gonna laugh at me. And like, I wanna sit in front so I can say, hey, you can call me Eli or Eli or something else. Yeah. And looking back, like I hated that, right? But then eventually like I, that, that developed some tough skin if you wanna call it that. And I think that helped me develop this character of being confident, maybe, or whatever it is. And like, looking back, I, I like those sort of situations that really helped me looking yeah. back. So as you like, Chelsea's not like a unique name over here, but you live in over there being Mexican. I'm like, I wonder if that's the case too, especially now that you said that maybe you went um, by another name. Uh -huh. So I'm like, hmm, interesting. I don't know. I don't think I've never associated with establishing my maybe character. It's just that me in my head, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> I really just for a while and like I was I have two older sisters and I was like the traviesa so my mom said my would say my name like a hundred times a day Chelsea 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 so I was just like oh my god I hate my name I hated my name for a while I hated it because my mom would say it so many times and because people couldn't say it correctly so I just really wanted to disassociate myself from my name for a while now I'm like okay I'm, I'm cool with it 
I, but I really love Evaldi way more. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm sorry. I just had that question on the yeah. name. And, and, and it's funny how Jusuina asked the same question. And yeah. other people that have a unique name. Because, like, mm, I, I love unique names. Do. I do love unique yeah. names with, with stories behind them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what the last name matches. Just say. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, just <wait. laughs> Hey, going back to your college years. I know you played soccer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are you still a soccer fan? Or did you just play soccer? Because that's kind of like what you were good at. I, you know, I've never liked watching soccer because it takes so long. So I just like playing soccer. And I still play soccer. You do? Well, I since the pandemic, I stopped. But I used to play indoor on the east side. Um, yeah, I used to play with, with the group of girls that, an indoor, it, there's several leagues, actually. Um, and since right before the pandemic, I was playing indoor. I would still play if they would have, if there if there's a team if if anyone listening if there's a team in the northeast or central I want to play and only uh, only women I don't play co-ed I don't do co-ed okay. only women league yeah <laughs> So now yeah now you know right yeah. <laughs> Hey did you get a scholarship to play soccer or is it that you moved um Yeah uh, is that what it was So I did I got a scholarship I have I got a half half so I've got two years paid for to play soccer Okay, and mm-hmm. then you went to college where exactly? Yeah, McMurray University in Abilene, Abilene, Texas. Nice. And then what made you after you graduated? Because I know you lived in other places, right? What made you move to, I know you moved to Ireland, mm-hmm. Austin, well, that, and then some other place in Europe. Spain. Spain. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about that. Why, first of all, and what was your experience over there? So before leaving for for college, I had I really didn't travel much, like, I didn't know anything beside El Paso. I didn't know that people traveled outside of El Paso. We just didn't do that. You know, we we were not um, financially able to travel much. So I when I went to soccer, well, we would travel every weekend because of our, you know, you travel all over Texas playing against the other teams. And that's when the world started getting smaller for me. I was like, what? You can you, this this easily you can get, you know, to another place with, you know, a different city and a different environment. And so that opened my eyes. And from there, I, I was like, okay, I want to do this more. I want to travel more. So um, we, even during during college, my our co- my college friends, we would every weekend, not every weekend, but like whenever we had enough money, we would go somewhere new. You know, we'd try out Houston, we'd try out Dallas, we'd try out all these different places because I had never been to them. So it was all of this was new to me. And then my senior year of college, um, I had I had all had this idea of Spain. Like I'm like I want to go to Spain. I want to go to Spain. And I was uh, my college didn't have the a study abroad program. And my senior year, my my advisor is like, oh, you know what? You actually have to stay one more semester. I was already going to graduate in four years, and my scholarship was was done. You know, so he's like, you actually have to stay one more semester because you didn't you don't have an athletic uh, credit. I'm like, I, I was an athlete. And he's like, no, but you still need to take like a PE class, pretty much. I had to take like six hours of that and something else. Some like, oh, they were all electives. And I, I was already done with Abilene. There's nothing to do in Abilene. And I was like, can I study abroad? Can I do it abroad? And he was like, we don't have it. But if you find a program and we approve it, we'll let you do it. And I was like, okay. So I puse yo, like, let me figure it out. Let me find a program. So I found this program that my counselor approved. And then, and I was like, I had, you know, already had thought of Spain. So yeah, I'm if we, I, I left. I left for four months and did my last semester there. And then Spain, 
you know, made my world even smaller. Like I was like, what? This, you know, it cost, it cost at that point it was $600 round trip to get to Spain. I was like, I can do this. I can travel. And then once you get to Europe, it's so easy to travel within Europe. So yeah, I, I just, I, I have a travel that lit my travel bug, you know, and I moved back. I, again, Austin was one of my places where I like, I, I would love to live in Austin. So I lived in Austin for a bit. I worked for a corporate job that I really hated. It was like soul sucking, soul wrenching. It was horrible. And I knew that that's not what I wanted to do, but they, I knew if I worked there three years, they would match my 401k. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to stay here for three years, get that matched. And then I'm going to take that money and then I'll keep traveling. So that's what I did. I, I got my 401k. I met, they got it matched. And then I took it all out and then I moved to Europe and or to I moved to Ireland and I used my 401k. And so uh, in a with a passport, you can be in Europe for six months. So I stayed there for six months, traveled as much as possible, came back broke with nothing because I had sold my car. I sold everything. You moved back to El Paso. El Paso. Okay. It was so crazy because I left like on a high, but I didn't think it through. And I came back with zero and it was so depressing. I couldn't even find a job. I was like thinking I'm going to apply at Taco Bell to get anything. I was a server for a bit. It was a hard, hard, hard time. But I know that I had to go through that humbling. You know, I had to be humbled um, to kind of build up to where I to where I ended up, you know. But it was it was a crazy time. So I, it was a roller coaster. I, my life has been a roller coaster. Well, that's awesome. It's exciting, yeah. <laughs> By the way, the traveling, I'm, I'm so excited about that. That's kind of like one thing I'm trying to get. And, and she has it already as, as, as far as my daughter pushed that. Because that helps you not only to sightseeing and, and like stuff like that, like get to know another world and I mean, see how insignificant you are and your thoughts of of Trump, of, of, of not Trump, whatever you feel like. Like, bro, like Americans, something that I say a lot. Come down. We're not the greatest country ever. Like, I get what you mean, and I'm proud to be whatever it is. But once you move, once you see other people that they have the same motivation, they wake up the same way they work, they, they're really nice people, you wouldn't talk down to other people or other cultures and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I want to be quiet now because I get very passionate about that. <laughs> but bueno. Now, you came back to El Paso. Now, did you move back again? Oh, yeah, ahora sí te quedaste. Me quedé. So... Oh man, I don't know if I like this. I don't want to know if this is like my debut of, of how I ended up staying. But so, you know, I met Carlos. Carlos Carlos and I actually went to high school together, but Which we high never. This? Burgess. Okay. Go Mustangs. <laughs> <laughs> but we never talked in high school. We were just very different people. I was an athlete and he was just the fun guy. He had a, a Chevelle that was super loud. And for me, he was a loud, the loud guy. So we, you know, we just stayed separate. But when I moved back, we kept bumping into each other constantly. And I was like, okay, well, let's hang out. And then three months later, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, shit. So How old were you at this time? I was 28. I mean, oh, okay. Ya estaba okay. Grande. Sí. okay. But I mean, we, we had barely dated for three months. Like okay. we had just started. And my plan was like, I'm going to come back. I'm going to live here for six months and then I'll leave like six months to a year. And then I was planning to move to Denver. So I, my my plan was to keep moving, not to be a mom. That was not my plan. And so it was like, ugh, plus I guess I'm staying, you know, while I'm, I have this kid. And 
it's funny because I wish he he could tell this story because he he tells stories way better than me. But he it started with like a I guess I love you like. Yeah, yeah, pues ya con el niño aquí no. Yeah. Pues I guess I love you. A ver, no, feed him, right? Yeah, yeah. We kind of started that way, like. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting because, like, if you again the relationship three months, six months, that to make it happen, to make it work, and what I mean by that, stay in a in a long healthy relationship and the way you've been describing your husband sounds like you guys do a lot together and that you guys have a really stable and good relationship and like to have it to find it within three months like that's unique yeah i mean you know it's been work it's definitely been work but what has made it work is that we're both we both have been willing to put in the work you know we both have known what we need to change to make it work and we both have been willing to change it you know and we or you know sometimes there's things that we may not want to change and we need to be willing to accept it you know so that's why it's worked and he's he's like my number like I say he's my hype man like because he it believes in me way more than I do you know like sometimes I'm just like I don't know should I do this and he's like go do it you're gonna be awesome and you know like that Thrive event like he was like so proud of me and he's like yeah she's in the center the queen and all this and I'm like but he to have that is is so awesome you know and it has helped me go further to have that person that's you know, you look behind and he's right there. Like, and so I'm like, okay, but like, keep going, keep going. So it's, it's been really awesome. And I mean, we've come a long, long, long way. You know, we, we, we got along really well in the beginning because we both like to party a lot. That was our thing. We like to go out Thursday through Sunday. We were out partying together and then like it changed like that. Like now we're parents and we don't party. We stay home, you know? So is he also your age, 28? When, when yeah, is he? he's okay. older. Okay. <laughs> How important is it to a relationship? Let's not say marriage or anything, but like to have a person like that. And I'm sure you do the same, that like you support him whenever he's feeling down. Hey, I got you. Because mm-hmm. again, when I'm thinking, when I was thinking as far as, okay, what is it that I want to get? Like, I also do this for my daughter for hopefully she hears this because she's been hiding two episodes. But like, I want her to see like other example, not only me telling her. So kind of like what I was thinking of getting from you as well is how important, not only for my daughter, of course, but for women like that they want to open up a business, that they want to do something, a project, right, to have a person like that. Because I know a lot of friends, unfortunately, don't have that, Mm -hmm. right? And it's not that it's their fault or the husband's fault. It's just that they don't have it, right? Mm -hmm. So how important that is? And, I mean, it seems that obviously has worked out for you guys. Yeah. You know, it's been, been you know, again, a journey because I'm very, like, independent. Let me do it myself. I can do whatever I want, you know. And he has never clipped my wings. And because of that, I appreciate it. So I respect him, you know, for that. Like I, I see it. And so I'm like, I, it makes me love him even more because I know that that's hard, especially growing up in this like macho environment and, you know, that I shouldn't be able to do certain things because I'm a girl and I'm the woman and I'm the wife. He doesn't, he doesn't stereotype and he, he doesn't put me in a bubble. He lets me fly and I'm all, he always, my ideas, he'll be like, oh my God, here we go again. But then he's like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it, you know? And so it's important. I, and and I've thought of this because I, I've, you know, is it, is in, if you have someone and they're not there to, to back you up, it's harder 
I think it's still possible, but it's harder because you're on your own and then you're like tugging these people along with you and then until they believe you. And then that's when they that's when they jump on the bad wagon. Once it gets good, you know, most of the most of the people that were not sure will jump on the bad wagon and be like, oh, yeah, yeah. okay, it obviously works. Um, So it it helps a lot. But I think with him, it started with him knowing who I was and accepting it since day one before I was a business owner, you know, him knowing that I was going to do whatever I wanted and that if he kept me from that that I wouldn't I wouldn't accept it because I I had a I had a I had a mission of my own you know and he so he I I think he fell in love with that part of me um and so it's just helped us grow in that but it's it takes a lot honestly it takes a lot and I don't know that there are many like him that are able to to say yeah I support my wife 100 percent and I know that she's going to do great things. And I, even when she doesn't believe it, that she, I know that she's going to be, you know, do great. Um, I think that I found a, a right, diamond in the rough, you know. I think you, you did because, and, and this is not only applying for like marriage, but there's a lot of people that verbally, they will support you. Oh, of course, you can do this. But when it's difficult, when it's tough, when there's a lot of things going on, like, will you support me? Will you mm-hmm. do it, right? And and, and um, I hear this a lot from, from friends, both men and, and women, as far as, like, I need to find my other half. And my take on that is like, no, 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 espérate. Mm-hmm. You have to be full, like, really good. Yes. And then after that, find someone that's going to, like, accept who you are mm-hmm. and at the same time, obviously, make your life, make everything better. And again, and I see it all the time, and it's kind of, like, depressing a lot of times, like, because public there's a lot of people that even publicly will say i'm looking for my second half Mm -hmm. this is what i need this is what i want or they share memes about like a good relationship like i think you're my opinion yeah taking a way different approach work on yourself like make yourself complete because number one once you're complete you're like like that'll be cool if Mm -hmm. i have someone but that's not like a priority at all you know Mm -hmm. what i mean i don't know why relationship 101 that um has always been a thing of mine is like and that I that I told Carlos in the beginning like I don't need you to breathe and I don't want you to need me to breathe you know how people say I need you to breathe like for me that's suffocating you know so I was like please don't need me that way because I don't want someone to need me like that that I have the responsibility I don't you know and I won't put that responsibility on you so we don't we both breathe on our own and then we breathe stronger together when we're, you know, when we work together. But I don't need you. I don't want you to need me that way. And I think for him, that was very eye opening because I think that, you know, he was just like, well, you don't want me to need you that bad. And I'm like, no, like, please give me space. Like, I want us to both be successful in our own things. And I just need your support. That's all I need. You know, and then it sounds like both of you know how important it is for you to find your own success. Mm-hmm. And for obviously you're going to help him find his success right. and, and stuff like that. Right. Wow. Well, we'll come back to your husband. Actually, right now you guys work together very yes. closely. How's mm-hmm. the dynamic of that? I mean, based on, on the character, it seems like it's okay. But mm-hmm. tell me, was there an adapting period that it wasn't as good as it is right now? How's it seeing or being with your husband 24-7? Well, so we're not. We're okay. not 24-7. So he's a firefighter. So he works. The firefighter schedule is like one on, one off, one on, one off. So that one day that he works, honestly, it's like a break for me. Like I get my own day and he gets his own day because he loves work and he he works, you know, he loves his coworkers. So it's like fun for him. 
So we those days are important for us. And I think that's why it also works for us because we get our own days to do, to breathe on our own, to do our own thing. And then when he is working, he works at the print shop and I work at the stores. So even then, we mainly just see each other more towards the end of the day. Unless if I have to do something at the print shop, then we'll be together more. But for the most part, you know, we still have our separate spaces. And we even, you know, even though the business were intertwined, but he does the print shop part of it and I do the stores part of it. So I'm at the stores and he's at the print shop. And so we still have that space, you know, like no estamos en cima de uno, like all the time. Nice. Now, he's the one that encouraged you to open up the store. Mm -hmm. Now you have three locations. Yeah. How's that? Because I normally go con un hair salon, imagine. You yeah. Know, three stores. Can you tell me how's that been? Um, the, the, the process behind I know in the event you talked a little bit about it. Um, that was late to the event. Great event, Thrive in Your City by um, Ruben Alvarez and John Rivas, Yes. by the way. It was um, an awesome event. It was. So tell me, um, I'm sure you answered this question for us expanding. Like, when is it that you say, you know what, maybe I can open another one? Or how about... I'm sure maybe it's, can I make the current one bigger or can I add more products or can I ship internationally? Like what was the process and what made you open a second one? And guess what? Let's go and open a third one now. You know, it. I'm a big believer of like the universe working in my in my favor and me just staying in the in a accepting like where I just accept what it's what it's sending to me and I had I had thought of expanding I didn't know how though because I have two kids and I didn't even know how to wrap my mind around that how would I expand with my family and how do I still have time for everything so the first expansion it came to me when when I moved I moved back downtown and I shared the space I actually shared a, shared a space with uh, Peter Sarsbein with the Purple Gallery so that was easier to swallow because I'm sharing the space I don't have that much rent you know so it it was easier to do and so at that point I had the two stores and I realized okay I can do this I can go back and forth I just have to have really strong staff and I have uh, Andy who has been with me since the very beginning since 2015 he has been with me so he's my you know I I knew that I could trust him with one store completely and I could be at the other one so that was that kind of gave me like okay I can do this and then um, then the central store was presented to me. And again, this was like not me searching for it. It was kind of like, okay, there's this location, there's this space. And I was like, okay, let's do it. So I, I moved my downtown to the central location. And I had been wanting to open the east side because I feel like everything is on the east side. And so I, when I went to visit Wing Shack, I w wanted a space there with a container. And so I did constantly bother Adrian, who's one of the owners. I would message him and call him every month, like, I want a space, I want a space, is there a space? And for a year, honestly, he was like, no, no, no. Sometimes he would respond, sometimes he wouldn't, but I was consistent with him. I did, I was like, I need that east side location. So when I opened Central, I opened it in July, 2019. He calls me that same month, Adrian, and he's like, hey, I have the, the east side location. And I'm just like, no, Adrian, I just, I just opened my second location. You were supposed to be my second location. And he's just like, I think you would do great over here. Like your brand is on point to what we're doing. And I was just like, well, can you wait for me until October? Because I, I can't possibly open two stores at the same time. And don't charge me rent because that I can't pay both without with it being closed, you know? And he was just like, okay, yeah, I'll save it for you. And so then I had to wrap my mind around three locations because I opened in July 2019 and then I opened the third one in October 2019. 
So, and then pandemic hit. <laughs> 2021, 2020, I mean. But I, you know how, I don't know if you've heard them say, like, once you have two, three is easy. Like, that's, it's kind of the same. I haven't even thought about two, so <laughs> no idea what you're talking They say, about. well, because people are always like, when are you going to have the third? Never. But... <laughs> with the stores they it kind of is the same like once you have two and you realize how to run two stores you you create your system for each location and you it runs automatically honestly like you have a system and you you the employees show up and they know exactly what to do to run it and then it's the same with the third i mean if i had a fourth it would be the same because you you create a system of how it's supposed to run you have a checklist and they you make it easy for the employees where they just show up and they know exactly what they have to do. And the only thing that changes is the customer coming in through the door. But as far as how they run the store, it's the same, you know, and and that's how it, it has been. So I just share my time between the locations. I have amazing, amazing staff and that helps, you know, it helps that I have a really good staff that I can trust with each, where I they can they handle each location on their own. And then I show up from time to time and like but I'm always watching them on the cameras I'm big Just brother for you to know. I'm right. big brother okay <laughs> now before we continue with the technical stuff of, of a business this type your personality you come across someone very confident someone very positive like you said you're not afraid of a challenge um, during the um, the van I heard you talked um, multiple times say self-discipline self-discipline before we expand on that topic, where is all this coming from? Is this something you develop or this is something that you have always been like this? I think it's part of being an athlete that I've developed the 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 strength of as far as mentality, you know, because as an athlete, you're trained, you train, you train for a whole season and then the season ends and let's say you end as a champion and then you like back to zero the next year you know and so it's it's tough mentally as you're going through it and then you get the prize and then you become you're like literally back at zero and that built a lot of mental strength for me where you know i i sometimes would be like why am i doing this i'm working so hard to get this one championship for this one year and the next year it means nothing you know, and so I feel like that for me has built where I, I'm I'm easier with loss. You know, if, if I if I lose one one challenge, one thing, I'm like, OK, it's OK, because I still have the next thing to go to. And I still have. But so I for me, giving up is not even an option. Like, I'm just like, OK, next, next, next. Like, I, I'm just really relentless. And I uh, the sports definitely made made me that way. Nice. Now, for someone that maybe doesn't have that background, what is it that you would recommend to to build that up to have that? You know, it's really important to have the end goal in mind. Like, what are you working towards? And you have to be so passionate about it, like where you you cannot stop thinking about that end goal. And that will be the thing that will keep getting you up again and again and again, you know. You know, just with kids, if, if you have kids, you you know what I'm talking about because sometimes you don't want to get up and sometimes you don't want to take the kid to school or change their diaper, but you do it anyway. Like, you keep getting up. I mean, I could – it's the same. Like, just have this end goal in mind of, okay, envision it too. It's so important to envision it, you know. Like, right now I have a bigger goal in mind, and when I go running, when I work out, I am thinking of that goal. I am imagining it. I'm walking through it. <clears throat> I'm imagining the sales. I imagine the sales being rung up. I imagine everything about it. I want it to feel so real to me that when I'm there, I'm like, yeah, this is it, you know? So it's it's really important to envision it because 
it's it won't be so it won't feel so hard to obtain because you've you've see it so vividly within your mind that it starts manifesting on its own you know honestly things just start falling into place that it feels like magic and that's something that I talked talked about in the thrive that in the beginning I didn't experience this being part of the corporate world's the magic of of having um control of your own destiny I think is what it is you know and where you start manifesting things and thinking of things and then it it happens and you're like oh shit it worked and then you like keep at it and keep at it and then when the world gives you even more than what you thought you're just like okay wow this is even bigger and I'm in this weird actually spot right now where I feel like is necessary because I went through this when I was at Manshot that it's like this like I feel like I'm feeling this like hard pressure because I have a I want a bigger goal you know that I'm trying to manifest and um I feel like the world is like pushes you down a little harder. Like uh, how strong are you? You know, like it's like the weight where they keep putting like more weight, more weight on you to see how how strong are you and how bad do you want this? Like how much are you willing to to continue to fight for it? And honestly, it just feels like these things keep like coming. Like today, I just told you, like someone ramming into our building. Like it's like all these things that are big. But I'm, I feel like I know that I'm being tested and I'm like, okay, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. Like we have all these like things that are worth fighting in the, in the background. Um, and that I'm like, wow, this is, this is like for sure a test, but I know that in the end, the reward is even bigger, you know? Nice. I like that. What, when the moment, especially when you had one, uh, maybe the, 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 before you, uh, made it to relic. I'm sure you had maybe difficult moments. Sales were down. Maybe th- there was moments that you maybe wanted to close your business, stuff like that. What pushed you to continue on? Based on your parents, I think I know what the answer is. But what are some specific things that you thought about that you said, no, I can't give up. This is my end goal. What is it that helped you get through those moments? Let me tell you the story, Lian. And it's like, and the, I'm, this story has like been running in my head because it, I feel like I'm, I'm there again. So when I had Mancha, I ordered these shirts that were the most popular shirts and I couldn't keep them in stock. But the guy would take a while to, to bring them to me. And so I would order more than because, you know, I'm like, OK, it takes him a long time. So I'm going to order more of, of what I think I need. But this time he like brought them on time and I did not have the money. I did not have any money in my account to pay him. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like. I didn't know what to do and I had my son with me and I was like what do I do and I told him okay I'm gonna send you the payment right now and I'm like I have zero like I literally had zero in my account I didn't have any money in our account and maybe we had $50 in our personal account and and right now at this point we're just surviving for my husband's paycheck and that was like paycheck to paycheck you know and this was the point where I'm like okay do I want how do first how do I get out of this so I remember calling Carlos crying like just bawling out of like uncontrollably and my son's in the back seat and I'm just driving in my car I don't even know where I'm gonna go and I'm like I don't have money to pay this guy what am I gonna do like am I supposed to even be doing this am I putting my son in a situation that I shouldn't be putting him in like we don't have money and I'm ordering these shirts that I don't even know if I'm going to sell because people wouldn't even come to our store. We would go days that no one would walk into our store. And it was just so like, what am I doing with my life? You know? So at that point I had, I had my car from college 
And so thankfully, I've always had good credit. That's something, make sure you always have good credit because it's very important <laughs> at every stage in your life. And so I went and, and I did a loan on my car to pay this guy. How much was it, if you might ask? $5,000. $5,000 on shirts. Okay. Okay. And no, no. So the, the loan was $5,000 uh, and I think his was like $3,000. Uh, so I had $2,000 left, but I also had rent. I had to pay rent. So I'm like, okay, well, there's rent. Um, and so I, at that moment, I was like, look, I'm going to do 110% of what I'm capable of. And if it doesn't work out, then it's not for me. So I was like, okay, let, we're going to every single market. Any market that I hear of, we're going. We're going to go and we're going to sell our shirts and we're going to do everything possible that in my energy, in my capability, in my budget that I can do, I am going to do it. So every weekend. So I had my brick and mortar. We were open six days a week. No, five days a week, I think at that point. And every weekend I was at every market, every market, you know, and I, oh, man, shot you, if you like my stuff, I have this store, I have this store. And little by little, we started growing that brand recognition, you know, and then it, we had this really great, I remember it was at Concordia Cemetery. We had a really great event where we made $600. And it was like, oh, okay, we can do this. We can do this. And then Christmas came. Oh my God, Christmas is so magical for retail. Like you're just like, okay. Like it, it was just beautiful because we were so busy. And I was like, okay, I, I can do this, you know? Let me let me pause right there because I'm very curious. Is this year one, year two? What 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 is the timeline here? It had to have been year one. So I bought it in 2014, and this was 2015. Okay. Yeah. So 20. I bought it in July 2014. So my first full year of 2015 was when this was happening, and yeah, it was. And and from there, and that's why I'm saying I felt this pressure from the world saying, "How bad do you want it?" You know, I I'm I I. I've put you at the at zero. How bad do you want this? Like, are you going to do everything in your capability or are you just going to give it up? Because it's easy to say, okay, well, I have a degree. Why am I make, Why am I being so hard on myself? Go go get a job. And that's what my mom would tell me. Pues vete a agarrar un trabajo. Yeah. Like, why are you, para que te estás haciendo la vida difícil? And I would just be like, because this is what I'm supposed to do. You know, I don't, I don't even know. I, and it's hard to explain when it's something that sits inside of you. You know, that you feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. So that's why I'm like, it's so important to have, to to be willing to do the 110 when it gets super hard to be able to like crawl out of that hole because you're going to get in a hole eventually if you're a business owner. There's going to be a hole you're going to be put in because the world, I feel like, needs to know like how how much more can I reward you? Are you going to be are you willing to come out of this? Or are you going to just settle in this hole and decide that you're going to try something else? You know? Thank you so much for sharing the story. I'm like, yeah, I'm with you with the hair there. Because I 100% during COVID, of course, had to close down. And even at that, the people that were going out. And I tell people, and I'm honest with, like, the reason why this hair salon stayed open is because I have a full-time job. And guess what? That income was coming in over here. And, I mean, that's okay with it. But it, it, tell me if you, it sounds like you share this um train of thought or this way of thinking as well when i because for some reason my daughter and i we have really deep conversations right and when i try to boil it down to what is it like yes you can tell me that's the process the end goal but what is it and again in my opinion it comes down to one thing self-confidence if you're confident in yourself there's no way like even if i failed at the business 
But my confidence is, oh, but that was part of the process. And then I come up with, like, a big project. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, like, something, as you were telling me, like, I wonder if, if yes, like, you're you're um, talking about, like, like the the, the world is throwing this at you. And you're trying to kind of, like, am I just thinking, like, is she just having confidence in herself that Mm -hmm. somehow, some way she's going to make it happen? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel, and it could be. Maybe it is, but I don't see it as self-confidence because I don't feel confident as I'm doing it, you know? Mm, interesting. I, I feel very beat down and like, let and like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? But I feel like I still need to be doing it, you know? So Do you feel I, you need to prove someone wrong aside from yourself? You know, and I, I, I have these thoughts. I, I'm in my mind a lot and I'm like, who am I? proving you know who am I working this towards or who am I when and when is enough enough you know like because I that's something I was posting on my Instagram like I keep moving this finish line like I thought once I have three stores like that's it I'm there and then I was like well once I make this much money that's it and then now it's like okay well once I make you know what I mean it just keeps changing and moving and I feel honestly like I can't I don't know if I'm I don't even know who I'm trying to prove because there's nobody that I'm like, that person is going to, you know. You know what? Actually, yes. There's one thing that okay. I do want that I'm like, I want to be, in, and I envision this too. I want to eventually be invited to like this where I'm um, El Paso of the year. And I, and I, that, I, that's so ego, you know. But I'm like, I want to like have this like, where I'm El Pasoan of the year. That sounds so cool because I love my city and all of that, you know? And I'm like, but I don't have that in the back of my head when I'm trying to do these things because I also want to grow outside of El Paso. But I don't know. I think it's just proving constantly myself. Like, I can do it. Otra vez. Y síguele. Y andale. And I, I don't want to be a quitter either. And I'm sure you get a hype from when you do it. Like, when you open up something or when you, you you are able to accomplish whatever thing you're working on yeah there's a high on yes, that like there's there is. for sure like hell yeah like yeah. that's exactly what's helping you with build up your confidence yeah yeah definitely there is a hype when especially when you start accomplishing it like those little like goals i mean i love doing checklists and like checking it off sometimes i even don't even write it on my checklist and i'm like no let me write that so i can check it off because i definitely did that today i love checking things off, you know, and saying like, okay, I got that. I got that done. Nice. Well, I enjoyed that part of the conversation. Thank you so much. I'm just so curious on like the mindset because a lot of times people tell their story and for them it's like second nature. I did this, I did that. Okay, but what if I'm not like you? What if somebody listening is not like didn't play a sport or I don't have my husband supporting me, like trying to help me out with stuff like that. Yeah. I try to get those angles and I thought that was pretty good what you shared, especially. Let's talk about, um, if you want to continue, we will, but as far as like the the COVID, like how hard did it COVID hit you and obviously your, um, your stores? Yeah, it was, it was scary where, you know, I thought, well, this is it. You know, they're closing us indefinitely. Like, they didn't even know when we were going to open again. I really thought, okay, well, I just opened these two stores and maybe this is it. Like, maybe it was like, okay, you you did it and now you're done, you know? And honestly, there was a like a bit of like peace in it. Like, I'm like, okay, 
well, I guess, you know, I, I wasn't, I, I didn't it do it. It was an excuse. Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. it was. I like, was it was like, well, I mm-hmm. didn't. It wasn't my fault. Yeah. Everyone's got to understand that, of course, it's a pandemic. COVID. Oh, trust me. Okay. Yeah, pandemic did it. Yeah. And so there was a bit of like, oh, okay, well, this is it. I, I'm done here. But I'm very, I, feel, I, I say like my superpower is finding solutions. So I'm very, okay, well, how can I do it? What can I do? And I also like thinking... How can I do it differently? If if this person is doing it this way, how can I do it differently in my own way? You know what I mean? So I started seeing how people were doing certain things uh, online, and I'm like, okay. And and I try to stay. I try to also look outside of El Paso of how people are doing it outside of El Paso, so it's different for El Paso, you know. And so some things that I was like, okay, coming out with product, new product. And so it's fresh. And, and that's something that I was like, okay, we need to come up with product now every two weeks or every month. Where before we were coming out with every month, every two months. And I was like, no, we're going to try every, we can every week. We're going to come out with something new or every two weeks. But we need to stay fresh in people's minds because everybody's in a panic and they're going to shut us off. We're not, we're not a need, you know, we're just for fun. So that's what we started doing and I'm like but people are want to get their minds off of this so that's what we did we started creating products new products that were relevant that were funny that you know that people or had nostalgia to it and people and also people I think were like okay let's support our small business which helped so much you know and we well we had customers that were like, yeah, I'm going to order uh, my friend's Christmas gift or my not my friend's, my friend's birthday gift. She's not from El Paso, doesn't know anything about El Paso, but I want to support your business because I don't want you guys to go under. So I'm going to uh. buy from your store. And we had that a lot, you know. And thankfully, I don't I didn't have any loans on the business. So I didn't have I just had my rent that I had to do and, you know, the regular bills and stuff that I had also that wasn't a lot of I didn't have that pressure you know where it made me I feel like it made me think clearer to be able to say okay well I don't have like all these financial things I I just need to take care of these bills and and I can do that like that's that's and take care of my employees and I can do that you know so it wasn't so big that it didn't feel so big you know what I mean was part of it also the motivation of the employees that hate like they have to I don't know how many employees do you have I have 10 10 Mm -hmm. okay so I'm sure that was a lot of pressure of hey like they still need a paycheck and I still need to pay them of course yeah and I and you know I spoke to them and I was very honest with them like hey so they're closing us what I can do is we can take online orders who wants to do these who wants to work the online orders? And there were some employees that were just like, I'm fine with not going and I'm fine with taking some time off. And then there was other employees that were like, yeah, give me as many hours. And it it worked out because the ones, it like the ones, I had enough work for the ones that wanted to work. And I, I the ones that didn't were totally fine with it. That, and they came back, you know, afterwards. So it worked out enough for me um, to be able to do it, you know, and, and me not having to take a pay and, and just focus on what, what had to be done. So we just got creative. We started a cooking show, Cooking with Tita, where Carlos was cooking with his mom because we knew people were at home cooking more. So we did the cooking show. Um, we just thought of everything that we could do. We did painting classes. Our, you know, we Some of our employees are artists, and so they would do 
paint classes where you could join our, our Instagram live and they, they would do the class with them and things like that. So we just, my thing was like, let's stay relevant. You know, let's do everything to keep people, like, like keep reminding people that we're still alive. We're still here and that they could still help us stay stay open. Was this your business marketing side? Was this like more of your personal, what is it that El Paso needs? I'm sure maybe a combination of both. What was it? Kind of like that hunger of, you know, let's, this is the plan and this is what we're gonna do. It was both. It was definitely both because it was like coming out with the plan and then also like, okay, the the El Paso part of it, you know, like what what is nostalgic? What is the what do we feel people will resonate with right now? So it was a, it was both things that we we kind of harnessed under and, and said, okay, well let's do let's do these things. And I have I'm again I have such an amazing creative team, you know, that they came well cooking with Ita was Ursula's idea. She was like, people want to cook right now. Why don't we get you know, Carlos, he just has, he honestly could have his like own show because he just has a, a big, awesome personality. And so him and his mom are really great together. And so, you know, having that cooking show with them was really cool. And it, it was cool because we, you know, were bonding with his mom and stuff. And he had that time with his mom cooking and learning her recipes and stuff. So it was, you know, it, it worked out. Thankfully, it, it all worked out. But I think in those times, it's, thinking outside of the box and thinking of how you can do it differently because if you do if you just I felt like everybody was kind of falling in the same like train like everybody was like okay all the small businesses support each other like I got so many like let's do a raffle with all these small businesses but then if all of them were doing it well it doesn't work when there's so many little raffles going on you know and I was like we need to think outside of this like let's think bigger or different you know yeah that's great now for the for the products that you sell the merchandise like most of your customers are they from out of town are they most of the people where where they from because when you think about a souvenir shop you assume like oh there's people out of town that come to visit that they want to take something back Mm -hmm. right so like and then you think about is there a lot of people coming to El Paso Paso, you know that's it and that's what I would get like a souvenir shop in El Paso that of course you're not gonna make it you know um (laughs) but you know the thing is so the the common it's a combination of people it's people that have left and miss El Paso it's people that are leaving it's people that um that are visiting you know we right now we have a lot of people that are coming in the nurses um the people that are uh, volunteering for the refugees and stuff like that, we get them. So it's a combination of people that just love El Paso. I think our, my customers are people that love El Paso. So if you are from El Paso, left El Paso, you know those are those are my customers. So I get a lot of everything. I get a lot of moms that come sending stuff. For, yeah, that oh, go okay. and send their kids kids things. And and there's this like connection now with El Paso that they just come and. Um, we're talking about the majority of customers, you said it's a mix of everything, but if you were to say, you know, our, I'm not gonna say number one customer, but the majority is it. Our target customer. Yes. Our target customer is mainly the ones that have left and are missing El Paso and are have and have this connection to El Paso. So, you know, when graduation hits and people, they're leaving, like those are our customers. Um, and the ones that have left and are visiting, they come to, to Chuco Relic. So, 
my goal is for Chico Relic to be like Chico's Tacos. So you, when you come to visit El Paso, you need to go to Chico's Tacos and Chico Relic. You know, those are your two stops that you have to do to make sure that you are home. You know, and you guys have done s such a great job marketing that brand because that's exactly at least when I think about okay, someone's looking for a souvenir. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'll, I'll send them your way for sure. Yeah, and that that's even before getting to know you, and of course, but it was because you guys have generated this brand awareness. Um, and and then we were talking a little bit about your um your engagement, the number of followers. It's yeah, really good. So, what are some things that you guys have done to grow that? What is, is there? I'm sure there's a strategy, mm -hmm. but what are some steps that you guys have taken to to be there where you guys are at? Yeah, honestly, I I so I stay informed and up to date on on the trends and as far as what is working. So before we would post like oh man, if you see if you scroll down to our Chukarelic like at the beginning. It was like just black backgrounds with the product. And it was product, 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 you know? And then I actually got uh, these two guys uh, to consult with me, Mike and um, Will, and, and they were like, um, they, they were the ones that gave me the idea, don't sell all the time. You know, you don't want anyone in your face constantly saying, do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? Like you, you're not gonna like that. So don't do that to your followers. Don't do that to your customers. And I was like, oh, that's true. They're like, make it fun. And then where they it, they realize like afterwards that, oh, you're selling, that you sell something, but first it's fun and first it's El Paso. And then, and then you sell them, you know, like you reel them in first and then you sell. And so I'm like, okay, so we really only post product twice. So we post seven days a week. And out of the seven days, we only post product twice a week. Um, and it, the rest, uh, but our highest engagement is memes which is crazy because I'm like, oh my gosh, how we break our, like we create these videos for our product. We go all out for certain things and then it's like a meme and everybody's like goes crazy over it. And we're like, okay, well let's keep, let's keep doing the memes, you know? So it's, it, it, it has to be a, a combination of things and knowing, you know, so now we do, um, we started doing the TikToks, which are the reels. And right now the reels is the money, you know, not even TikTok because Instagram is, is kind of penalizing you if you show that the TikTok logo. So now we we are changing it to, we, we were doing it on TikTok and putting it over to, to Instagram. And now we're like, okay, it's just reels because Instagram is is rewarding you for that if you just do the reels. So now we're, we're changing that. And then now we've also found out that we used to put like all these hashtags. Now it's like five hashtags. And we've noticed the difference where we, and, and it has to be within your your post, not in a comment. It has to be within your post. And it's little things like that, honestly, that staying informed that make a difference, that grow your engagement tremendously by knowing the different things that, you know, we mainly focus on Instagram, that Instagram is doing, that if you just change those little things, like they'll reward you by showing your product to more people uh, and that c comes behind like you wanting to stay relevant wanting to make sure you're you're top of mind that's incredible what you're saying about the memes because i tried I was, I was talking to you i tried to mirror like the same approach as far as you know it is not only before and after or come to this place mm -hmm. it's more memes hair related of course and stuff like that and it's funny how when when there's a lot more engagement i'm like should i continue this but then i'm thinking the the marketing side but is this selling 
like mm -hmm. right and i'm not sure maybe um you you can give me some advice on that because yes engagement but does it mean it sells maybe they are sharing but does it mean they're sales right yeah and like even giveaways right does it mean it sells right and and then going back to like what works and it's kind of like difficult mm -hmm. to really gauge what works if you're looking for likes and maybe views maybe but bottom line as a business we're looking for people to come into our shops right, right? but i think it's maybe not selling um a one product or but it's selling your brand you know so is, are they buying your brand or are they you know are you buying brand loyalty by them building that engagement you know because you're giving them what they like and they're like oh okay that that hair place post those funny things and so they are they've grown um more attached to your brand you know what i mean and then from there well then okay well let me go try it or hey i know of that place that does you know so so it's just even putting for me instagram i see it like old school like it's a flyer like just let me put this flyer in your face and you may or may not see it and but at least i'm putting it out there and even if you see my logo you you know that it's there you know so for me that's how i feel like it for me it's like just as long as you even see my logo you you know that it exists so when you see it again and, you, and then you i want to keep showing it to you like you know I wanted to keep appearing for you. And then now you've understood like, oh, okay, that's what it is, you know? And so actually um, when that Thrive event, they, they spoke about that, how he was like, you know, do seven, I think he said like seven touches where you, where you make sure you reach out to them like seven times. So the same with a customer, you have to make sure that they see you at least seven times before they come into your store. So, you know, again, posting, like I was telling you, post once every day if you want to grow it. But if you want to grow fast, post two or three times a day. And even if it's not growing engagement, one of them will. You know, especially because you're constantly putting yourself out there, out there, out there. One of them is going to bite. And, and maybe it feels like you're wasting your energy by doing so much. But then when that one hits, it's worth it. Nice. That you know? makes sense. Yeah. Thank you for that. That was for me alone. <laughs> now, we talked a little bit about this before we recording. When did you decide to also build your own personal brand? You know, with the name mm -hmm. that, that you changed, we talked about that. But when is it that you said, uh, or have you always been okay sharing a lot of info? Like, talk to us about the process of that, of saying, you know what? I also, this is like an account for myself, but this is kind of like our business account as well. Yeah. So... You know, for a long time, I kept it separate and my my actually my Instagram was private um, because I didn't I didn't want people to have to choose if they liked me to like my brand. So I was like, I don't want them to I don't want to be a part of it, you know, or what if they don't like you? Exactly. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I don't want them to have to decide, well, I like Chico Relic, but I don't like her. So I don't like Chico Relic. You know what I mean? And so I kept myself separate from it because I didn't want to have to make people decide that. Um, and then once it grew, you know, and, and I started getting invited to more things like this, like podcasts and talks. And so they would they always ask, like, what's your handle? And I was like, OK, I have to be more public and, and more open about it. And I'm still honestly, I'm still working on it. I'm still trying I don't I still don't know if I want to grow my brand personally because obviously I know how I know what I need to do but What's I'm not back? well I'm not doing it because I'm scared because I don't know if people are gonna like me <laughs> and I'm asking you because I like I have the same issue yeah. I made it public to make it public my own account it was days and days I was like no people are gonna judge me the people at work that they just see my face of like 
presenting, leading to like, yeah. yeah. And then like other people that, again, I'm not a lot into what other people think, but in a way you are, yeah. you know, in, in a way you may say that, that no, you know, only the people that matter and this and that. And it seems that a lot of people say that I say that, but then when it comes to, okay, I'm not posting this because I'm not sure that this is something I should post. Yes. I go through that a lot. Like when I post things and I have like, I'm sure there's a right term for it, but I have like post regret where I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> take that down, take that down, you know? And then I, but I try to also be as relatable as possible, but then I feel like, am I complaining too much? Because sometimes being a business owner is hard and I go to like my followers to like complain and then I'm like, okay, is that too much? So I overthink everything. I overthink everything I post. I overthink everything. I And even like we were talking about this, even the replies when people you know, I posted one where I've, I've been working on my fitness. And so I posted a bikini one and I, that was, you know, not, that was rare of me. And then people were like commenting and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Because you were overthinking yes. about posting that to begin with. Yes. And, and now okay. replying to it, like, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like there's this one that I, that I did that I, I was rollerblading and then I fell and then I started like dancing like Cardi and I got like, so many comments on it and I didn't reply to one because I was like so anxious about it. I actually deleted Instagram that day you from my phone because oh. I I was so like overwhelmed by the response of it. And I was like, okay, maybe I don't want this. Like maybe I don't want to grow my 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 personal brand if I can't handle this one video that went viral for me, you know, 40 comments was like a lot for my personal brand. And yeah, and I still think about that. And I'm like, should I go back? This was like, it happened like two or three months ago. And I'm like, should I go back and still reply? Or is it irrelevant? I Or have I become where people don't engage with me because I don't reply? And it's a constant battle in my head for my personal brand. It's so much easier with Chico Relic because it's my child. And I want my child to do the best as possible. So it's easy for me to put and and put it forth and, and you know, know that it's going to do amazing because I, it's my baby. But for me personally, it's so hard. It's so hard. God, trust me, as you're hearing this, like, I'm listening to myself the same thing. And, and let's get into that comment because I don't know if I, because, again, I stopped your whole post. I'm, 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 I think I even know your social security number by now. <laughs> but oh um, don't there tell was, it I, I'm not sure if it was your account. Or maybe that specific post or maybe the one that you talked prior that I saw one comment that to me, and this I might be off and it might not even be you. I, I, I'm like, should I say it or not? But say it, it, say it, say I it. will, I will. It was a woman. I think it was, I'm going to say it was you. Maybe that now that you said the bikini post and one of the comments said, you shouldn't be doing that because your, your, your body should only be seen by your husband. It was that you. Well, your account. I don't know. Did someone say that? Okay. All right. So maybe not, because I'm sure that someone would have told you like what's going on. But I saw that on on, on someone just like yours, um, just like Romy's, that they mm-hmm. don't overshare. They don't share like. But that day, that moment, they wanted to say, "Hey, this is my body. This is me." Um, again, it wasn't scandalous. It was just yeah. bikini or maybe uh, swimwear, whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? And that comment to me caught my eye. Because this person was serious. Like, it's not like um, those people that just without profile yeah. that you don't even know. No, this person, because I went into their profile. <laughs> um, it they was were local. For, it was mm-hmm. for reals, for sure, that, hey, you shouldn't be doing this because your your body should only be seen by yeah. your husband. 
Uh, do I took a screenshot and I sent it to a friend of mine? But well, that's a, <laughs> a different story. Now that you're saying this, I'm, I'm glad and at the same time not that it, it wasn't yours, but, but what we're talking about, because I'm was... sure you would have seen that. I don't know. I And maybe it was that one and maybe no, I didn't even, I don't even know. Okay. What was that comment on, on that post that, that made you like? You know what? There wasn't, it, no, I make these things up in my head. I have really amazing followers that are so encouraging that I made it up in my head that I was like too much or I do, you know, like it, it's all in my head, honestly. And and I'm like, let, like more, you know, like how we're talking about, be more confident, like put yourself out there. And I think, you know what, what it is with the business, I can wrap my mind around it. And this I can't because I don't know what I want it to become. I don't know what I want to, what I want it to be. You know what I mean? So I think that's why it's harder for me. Like I want to be a chingona uh, that empowers other women. And then I'm like, but am I, can I, is that me? Because I don't feel sometimes a hundred percent don't feel like I have my shit together. So who am I to be telling or to help and to empower? You know what I mean? So it's like this constant battle in my mind that I want to be and I want other women to know, Latina women to know that they can do it too. That the, the for me, it's not it's not just me that can do it. You can do it too. But then there's that part of me that's like, but who are you to be telling them? Like, it's not like you have your shit together. Like, you know what I mean? Because I I struggle as a mom and I struggle as a wife and I struggle as everything. I struggle as a boss. So it, that that part of me is like, I feel, you know, it's the imposter syndrome, you know? So I I fight, I fight with that constantly. So when I post things, I'm like, like, yeah, me voy, yeah, me voy. Like today I posted like a whole story and I like seriously was like, yeah, like let it go. You already said it. You told the story, walk away, you know, like because I was about to go delete it, but it was so many, so many stories that I was like, no, yeah, I already said, I already told them the story. It's, it's that overthinking, yes. right? And I'm sure I don't know how active you are in your personal Facebook, if you have a personal Facebook, mm -hmm. but like, I don't know why we're talking about this, but I think this is someone, I need someone to help us out with this, by the way, because I, I I need help with this. Uh -huh. But let me tell you, like, I have a lot of people that I know from Facebook that they post left and right about very, uh, things that I wouldn't post. They're mm -hmm. very unique. They're very, It's more like, political, uh, no? Uh, political, or también about their problems, mm. relationship, like a lot of many things. Memes, así que, well, to me, like I wouldn't, but then from time to time, I guess they do get criticized. They do get judged, not by me, by the way, but they do get it that they will post. I don't understand why people um, get that Facebook is just Facebook. Like what I post is not real. It's not anything like this is not me. And in my head, and I may be wrong, it's my opinion, like, no, that's 100% you. Yeah, it reflects Everything you. we do, it's your reflection. Mm -hmm. Like, my question to them is like, do you post about golf? No, why not? Because that's not me. Okay, well, the same thing applies, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but own it. If you want to do that, own it. Mm -hmm. But do not think that this is like, oh, it's only Facebook, mm -hmm. what I post. And because I'm very conscious of that, just because, like, based on what you're saying, like, what I post as well, like, is this what I want other people? And it's so crazy because I'm an extremely confident person. Like, I haven't met someone as confident. Again, not, not sometimes it's even, like, goes into the other end. Uh -huh. Pero I say que no importa que todo lo otro, but then I don't. So, mm -hmm. like, oh, so what que pasó ahí? You know, there's think, a disconnect. I think it's, well, of course, it's our inner voice, but it's also because I've, 
I, I'm always in my head a lot. And I, but I feel like it's also how we, you know, just like that, like people post it. So you already have a reaction without really post, you know, you don't say it, but you have a reaction to what people post. So you think, okay, do people have that reaction towards me? You know, so I feel like it's your own reflection of your thoughts back at you and it scares you, you know? Interesting. I I feel, well, me personally is mine because there's things that I'm like, you know, people post and I'm like, okay, like that maybe not, da, 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 da. and then I think, okay, well, that's how people think of my stuff. You know what I mean? It's just, and I think as a, well, just myself, I'm I'm very critical of myself and I'm critical of other people too because I'm like, things should be done, da, da, da. And so that holds me back, you know, because, and I think it's also being Mexican. We were very criticized so? since little. We've been criticized since, we, I know my flaws because my mom told me my <laughs> flaws. Not because anyone else did that. Or my mom and my grandma, like they made sure that I knew every part of me that was not right and so it's like and they even they even call you nickname like that becomes your nickname like your flaws are your nicknames and so i think that's part of it too i'm sure they go and i don't for the most part and again i might be wrong but i really want to like to say that I, my empathy is really good very solid that when i see people posting or doing you know what i actually respect that because you're doing your thing yeah good for you and you know what i wish i can do that right mm -hmm. but the one thing i don't like is when uh, or that w when again no it's not everything that i post this is not me or when they're trolling other yeah. accounts because they see this a lot they take the time to reply to every single sports political whatever you're whatever you want and i'm like oh like i want to say something i want to tell them yeah that it's not but again when you ask or when you try to or whether you try to explain oh no this is just facebook yeah. this is not no, everything is a reflection of everything. Even me holding this, raising my, that's a reflection of me somehow, some way. Yeah. That's the only one thing that, that that I can judge when someone doesn't own their stuff. But once you own it, you go for it. You yeah. know, that's kind of like my thing mm -hmm. that I need some help with. And hopefully someone can help us both. As I know, far as, right? Because Build we, that confidence. Especially because we are in marketing. We know that we should be uh, promoting our brand. You are doing much better than than, than than I am, right? Even with that, you you are consistent and you do put a lot of personal stuff as well. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like we, like we can take it to the next level if we really... Well, and I think also it's being vulnerable, because I feel like you have to be vulnerable to put yourself out there and that's hard, you know? <sighs> so I think that's the, that's also what's hard is that what, what people want is genuine, vulnerable content. You know, they want to get to know you. And so sometimes that's hard because you're like, I do, do I want to let people know this, these sides of me, this parts of me, or do I just want to be superficial because you can be both? On, on you know so i think that's hard too and there's some parts that we can like there's some vulnerable stuff that we're okay sharing mm -hmm. and other stuff that maybe we're not yeah right for example this podcast like i was telling you like the the worst thing i can do is edit because i watching myself mispronounce things say words that i don't know how i, I, I just invented that word at that moment <laughs> yeah. and it's so hard for me and um, again, Spanish is my first language, so sometimes I pronounce stuff. But in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm okay with that, you know, uh -huh. like because I know to I'm okay with that, but then I'm not okay with other stuff. Right. You know, there's pictures kick. I want to pose that. Oh, this is cool. Let me give an example, a real example that that it's a vulnerable thing for me. I recently, September first, we turned two years 
uh, that be, we've been open with um, with the, the uh-huh. Herschel and on point Herschel, right? And I wanted to post that on my personal thing, not not even on the on the business, yeah. But on my personal, like, hey, it's been two years, it's been really hard, and this and that. And I even thought about the caption, about the pictures, and guess what? I did not post. I didn't. I didn't post that. Oh my gosh! I, I do don't, that. I do that. I, I don't I, celebrate our birthdays either. I had to do my, my daughter recently. I wasn't going to do it on my uh, open Instagram. But I was going to do it on my private Facebook. She yeah. uh, recently had a birthday. And I'm like, oh, like I'm so happy. My daughter, I have custody of my daughter. It's been 10 years. Trust me, like she's everything to me. And did I post that? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> you need to stop this, by the way, Chelsea. <laughs> but it's it's crazy how, like, now, like, me sharing this, do I care? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. It's funny because me talking about it, I, I'm okay with it. But the, like me doing it, yeah, I'm not okay. I know. Why, Chelsea? Why? I think it's that. I think we don't want to be. We're scared of being vulnerable. Just like us. That's all we want. Thank you for. <laughs> I, I didn't envision this podcast to go this way, Chelsea. <laughs> a llorar. I know. But bueno, let's talk a little bit more business because I know there's a lot of people that will benefit from that. What is, um, and you talked a little bit on the Thriving um, In Your City event as far as what are some tips, suggestions that you can give a, an, another woman or maybe anybody that wants to open up? Um, not only um, when it comes to opening, but when you have those difficult moments, like you said, you will have difficult moments. What is it that you can, what is your best advice for that? I think, I think we may have spoken about it, but I feel like it's so important to envision it. You know, it's. It, I think that's the most important part that once you see it and you breathe it and you know what it looks like, it's just harder to give up on because it, it's, it becomes a part of you. You know what I mean? And so it, I think, that, and honestly, I think that's the hardest part, or at least it, it has been the hardest part sometimes for me to, to envision it because that means you have to believe it. Like you have to believe that you're going to become that person. You know, so even seeing it is like, but am I going to be that? Or am I get, can I do that? Or can I, you know what I mean? So for me, that was hard for me to envision certain things. But once things started working out, I'm like, okay, now it's easier for me because I have the practice, I guess, of it. But envisioning it is, is important. And honestly, just staying at it because it there's going to be those hard parts and just keep showing up. The, the difference that has been between me and other entrepreneurs that I started at the same time is that I've been consistent. Other con- other entrepreneurs ha- didn't show up or keep showing up, and I did, even when it was slow, even when it was hard, even I kept showing up. And, you know, there's, I've just seen so many different businesses, you know, develop in their own way. And, uh, you know, I think about it, like what has been different for me that I have been able to grow or surpass them is, is that I, I show up, that I'm consistent. It's, it seems so easy, but it's the hardest that you you'd need to keep showing up. Even when no one is showing up for you, you need to show up for yourself. If you say that your hours are 11 to four, show up 11 to four. Don't close early because no one showed up. No, you close at four, you know? Because I'm telling you, when I had Mancha, I would have my son there and we just would, zero people no one would come in and I would just be like what am I doing what am I doing you know I have made zero money and and it at the same time I was spending time with my son but it was still stressful so it was like I was spending time with him but I'm still stressed because my business isn't working and 
but I was like, okay, but these are my hours. And I, I would even, because Carlos helped me more in, in the store back then. And he would tell me, hey, no one has come in. It's three. I'm like, no, you stay. Stay till four. Because that's what we said. We said till four. And all it takes is one customer to show up and spend $200. And then that's our day. You you know, at that point, our goal was $200 a day. So you made your goal. You, you That's all. We just need one person to show up. And they could make the day. And it, and it works out that way, you know. And it, it just, these little nuggets start to fall that where the world starts showing you you're you're supposed to be doing this you yes you are doing it right yes you know what I mean there's like I think it's like through you go through the Sahara and like nothing and it's hard and then there's like little nuggets like okay you're you're doing it okay you're okay you know what I mean and it it just it just works out in the end it's so frustrating because I would hear the this on NPR when they would, you know, interview, interview uh, entrepreneurs and they say these things. And I remember hearing them back then and being like frustrated by them saying like, just believe in yourself, just be consistent, just da, 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 because it's like, hey, it, it can't just be that. And then now I'm here saying the same thing. Be consistent, you know, show up, keep, keep, uh, keep at it, envision it. It's like these easy things easy things that don't cost you money to do to show up it doesn't cost you money to envision it it doesn't cost you money and and it's so easy that if you just stay at it it, it works out yeah it's perfectly said and and it goes back to my tech as well when i watch or listen to podcasts like everyone seems like so simple and my take is okay tell me why like give me an example right because it's uh -huh. not as simple for someone that is not coming from your background that didn't suffer or maybe had the rich dad it's way different right yeah. so tell me how tell me why um and then going a little bit back to what you said as far as like having that self-discipline doing the things i think um and again because i i again going back a little bit to kind of like w w some of the things that you said that I'm with you 100% because that's your own brand, but not with people, but with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I, like with myself, that's the person that I am. That right. when I say I wanna do something, I do it mm -hmm. regardless. But again, not because of people, because that's my image and that little by little has helped me with my confidence because that's me. And when you said, you know what? No, I do this this way. And I close, even though something, again, 11 to four or whatever it is, but it is more than like having this, not even thinking about the business, I think it's more like thinking about yourself. I'm not gonna set myself for failure, like I'm proving something to myself. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yes, and you know what, something else that that it has helped me is that like things that I didn't know, I found out. I mean, like we were talking the school of YouTube, you know, I didn't know how to build a website and I couldn't afford someone to build my website, so I did it. I found, figured it out through YouTube and I built my own website. It took me a long time and it was hard, but now I can do everything needed for my website because I built it myself. And, you know, there's the excuse, like, I don't, like, I have, y'all, I have two kids, I have a husband, and I have my three businesses. There's time, you know, <clears throat> maybe sacrificing sleep for a month. It, maybe you're going to have to do that to do what you need to do, but then it pays out greatly even bigger in the end you know so a lot of things that i didn't know i made sure to find out how to do it like you know photography i took a photography class at utep to make sure that i was taking quality pictures and you know the little things that i didn't know i made sure that i found out accounting i took i mean i took accounting in college but it was 
it was with a different mindset of just trying to pass my accounting class. And now it's a different thing because it's with my my own money and my business. So I went and took a QuickBooks class to make sure I understood how that works, you know, because it's my money. So there's different things that if you don't know, go find out how to do it. You have that time to find out and make, make sure you're you're efficient at it so you know how to run your business right you know so th- there's little things and it i'm telling you i started off with no money so it's not like you need a lot of money to do it but you need to be willing to put a lot more work than the people that have the money you know because you're gonna have to teach yourself these things and you're gonna have to sacrifice more to to get even at the same level as the people with money but it's worth it because you know how to run your business even better well said yeah now when some of my friends um and even people that that i just know they ask me hey i want to open up business what it's my advice going back to everything that you said like and this is sounds maybe rude maybe too direct but is that self-awareness before you open up a business like do you know yourself like are you the type of person that has uh, face a challenge and somehow some way made it happen and if you're self-aware and honest to yourself that you don't know then don't do this mm-hmm. you first of all have to be like because it sounds everything you said even before your business like mm-hmm. school a challenge that you had that was you mm-hmm. now you can do it in the business world right but if there has not been a moment where i can say look i'm able to stick to a diet i have been able to work <clears throat> hard i've been able to keep a, a job where i don't like it be, but because sacrificing something right right know yourself first there if there, you know there is a gap there work on it and then once you complete once you're set with yourself no. Yeah. Now you can true. do that. You do have to have some mental strength because you do get challenged. So you there does need to you do need to know how to overcome a challenge because you're going to overcome a lot in in the business world. So you need to know how to keep persevering, you know, even and be creative in how you persevere. Yeah, so you're like, like down in the dumps and you need to be creative on how you're going to get out of this hole, you know? So it's and that's hard because Sometimes it zaps your mind how exhausting it can be, you know, that you don't even want to think about or can't think about it. And you have to to survive. A hundred percent on that for sure. Because a lot motivation, a lot of people that think it's enough. But the truth is that if you watch a novella, if you hear me yourself, I'm like, oh, I'm going to open up a business right now. That's like and in your mind when you tell other people or you really buy that yourself. This is going to be it. This is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Maybe I wasn't able to keep whatever job or whatever project before, but I'm so motivated that this is going to be different. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, oh, guess what? No, it's not. Like, the truth is there has to be some proven ground before you can do everything else. At least that's my take on yeah. a lot of things because it doesn't come from not even the work. I think it's more mentally going back to what I was saying, like, if you believe in yourself, there's no way that you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. Like I really think so. If you 100% believe in yourself, you will find a way to make it happen, even if it's closing it down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even if, okay, well, the reason why I'm closing that is because I have a big project. But I, I'm not saying that just to, because an excuse. No, this is what I really mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and talking to you that you have so really great characteristics. I'm like, okay, that's great. But... I also know a lot of people that don't, that they can't even keep a job for five years. Or, or let, let me go back for one year or two <laughs> years. Why? Because the boss. Because, yeah. oh, they, 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 you know what? It's always something else. Mm-hmm. It's not them. It's 
situation happen it's yeah like okay it is and it's so easy to make excuses i mean i make excuses now to to other you know to other things i mean i'm not what do you call it I, i it's not like i don't because it is easy to make excuses but being so self-aware that you know you're making an excuse and correcting it or knowing that, hey, you're making, you're making an excuse and you're going to set yourself back, you know, then th- that's the difference, you know, and saying, because you're right, I have spoken to people and and they're, they're talking to me and, and they're not self-aware. And I'm like, do you realize what we're talking about, what you're, who you are in the situation? And, and they're totally oblivious of it. And I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, no, it, it can't work that way. Like you have to be really self-aware of, of everything because everything gets tested when you're and, when you're in business. And I'm sure that initially when they first have that interaction, when they see their shop, then I'm like, oh, definitely I'm opening a boutique. I'm going to do this. And, and, and like they're in their mind, they're really hyped. They're really, really motivated. But then because what happens like three months, six months after that, okay, there's no sales or something else. Do they have what it takes to find a way somehow, mm-hmm. some way? Yeah. And that's the tough part, right? That is the tough part. That's why you need to have a podcast so you can educate a lot of people, including myself, as far as how to do stuff, you know? (laughs) Instead of consuming, because I know you do consume a lot of outside um, um, podcasts, other Mm -hmm. things, why not consume something that I can learn something from here? Yeah. The last topic that I have for you, and this was not even planned, but now as our (laughs) conversation is getting good, um, I had a, a business owner here. And um, this is not on a podcast because I, I did um, edit this. Uh-huh. But we talked about supporting local. Mm-hmm. Let me give you my take, okay? I, I This is a local business that I have. Mm-hmm. But I, and maybe this is where it's going to difference because your business is like local stuff from El Paso for uh-huh. sure, right? But I'm against when people say support local. Okay. In my mind, Walmart is local. Because someone is working there uh-huh. that if you were to go to Vista or maybe like a local place, uh-huh. yes, you're supporting local, pero que va a pasar? What's going to happen to Walmart? And there's a high chance that that Walmart employee is being treated better than the other employee without benefits, without this mm. and that. What Cinta de Oro and, and I talked a little bit about this is, of course, not support local. Just because you open a place, there's people, and you know this, I'm sure that, yes, they're opening their shop. They're local, pero they're bad people. They just care about the money. They just do that. But are you going to go there to support local? I I have a big issue with that. What we were talking about with Cintero is support people and movements. Like if it's a movement for your city that you're Mm -hmm. looking at, for example, in your case, like it's you, even like now that I know, of course I want her to be successful. I'm supporting Uh you, your husband, the struggle, the, the mindset, the things that you are, I'm supporting that. And I'm also supporting the movement. Of course, I'm also love El Paso and I want El Paso to be like uh, top mind and also to be looked at in a positive way. I'm yeah. supporting that. But am I supporting local because you live here? Uh, no. Y mucha gente, that we had a conversation yeah. about that, that I had to it. it. It got really heated. That in a bad way. Huh? But it was, no, how are you going to support like this other person that you don't know instead of like, and I get it. But then... The employees at your store, sounds like you do, but most of the employees don't have the, the same, like, friendliness, the same passion that you have. If the store owner does it, we're okay, very friendly, really happy, like, for sure. But there's a lot of restaurants, businesses, they don't take ownership. They don't really care about mm. working there. So, like, am I coming to this mom and pop's place to eat even though just because I'm super local? So, it's que esta waitress from Village End, or ya no sé cómo se llama, 
she depends on my tips as well. In mm-hmm. this village, and there's a lot. So that's my take mm. on that. M- support people, movements, but not because... I, and, I, and I think people mean what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's just that it's really simple to oh, support locally. Yeah. Mm, poquito. What are your thoughts on that? Hmm. Mm. I have not thought of it that way. But I understand it. I think... Hmm. Let me sit on this for a bit. No, no, go ahead. And in your business, is, it is different because before that, it was just Walmart, yeah. right? And, and of course, like it was like uh, those places for souvenirs for, yeah. for things of El Paso that they were made in China, most likely, right? Yeah. And yours, it's way different. And it's okay if you have a, a different opinion. It's just that that's my take yeah. when I overhear like from business owners from mm-hmm. El Paso. Digo, there's a high chance. You conozco gente muy yeah. mala that you have. And I'm not supporting you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then I know you, you're moving what you're trying to do, and for sure support you. I feel like, hmm. Talk to me. I think I, I, I agree with what you're saying because you're right. There is some people that start things because they have the money to, not because they're passionate or because it's like they just fill the gaps, you know? Not because they're trying to support the community, but because they have the money to do it, you know? So it's not like they have this passion and they don't treat their employees well. They kind of like open the place and then leave it. Um, So I see, I understand where you're coming with in that. And maybe there is, you know, the the corporate side that does take care of of their employees better than maybe some local places. Man, I really, honestly, the, this you throw me off like left field here because I haven't thought of it that way. But I, I think the way that you think of it is you are going to have to do more of your homework. You know what I mean? Because mm. there's places that I go that I know are local who I do not know who owns it. Like no a clue, no idea, you know. And But I know it's local. And so I'm like, well, that's that's local, you know, so it's better. But I do not know the owner or what they they stand on. Like, it's like there's funny because I, you know, during the pandemic, it became very political and, you know, people pick their sides. And then you found out, you know, political stances from certain businesses. And and also it came out like how employees were being treated, you know, as well. And so. The, I feel like maybe the good thing is that if you go local, maybe there is a competition, a local competition that does it better. I mean, I don't know. I, I still prefer local. I still would prefer to go local than to the the corporate ones. And, and just because corporate, I worked in corporate and it was so, so ugly. Like they just don't care about you. And I think it's harder for me to see it differently because I love my employees, you know, and they're my family. And, and I want, I feel like, you know, every, every local business should feel like that because they need to be connected to, to the people that are helping them being successful. So I, I don't know. I don't think I have like a good take on it because I see what you're saying. I see what you mean is like support the movement, but then you're asking people to dig deeper into what the business stands for and how do you find that out? And also the way maybe it's thrown around, thinking about what, what you're saying, because you're right, but then I see some businesses that it's like support local, kind of like their their um, 
their main um, reason for people to shop there. You know? It's oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you don't know like it way. becomes part of their. They just jump on the bandwagon. Exactly. Okay, I did see that. And the problem I have with that is that, bro, if you're depending on friends, family, or someone, when like, oh, okay, I'm gonna do it, you're gonna fail in business. So you might as well fail now. La verdad, I, I never put support local mind and I'm a local business, okay? So I have an excuse, like, yeah. the, the, the things other way. Because if I'm depending on my friends, family, or people, mm-hmm. like, with that, no, if sports clips that even though they church double, by the way, or whatever <laughs> other place, they, they're they also local hairdressers that you also going to give their tips that they will be used locally. Si me explico. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, te digo, if you're using just that token to... Because maybe someone's going to be like, okay, guys, today we're going to shop local, even though, like, maybe I don't know this place or maybe I don't like it a lot, but it's okay. But then, like, I want them to stay in business. That's okay. You might as well fail now. Mm. That's my take on it. Mm-hmm. Talking a little bit about that. And we, and, I, and again, I, I know I'm sorry extending this, but it does come with friends and family. We talked about yeah. this, right? Mm-hmm. As far as when we open up business, right, what are your thoughts on, like, I, I see both sides, mm-hmm. right? I told you already the way that, that I really don't, if my friend, a close friend doesn't come to get a haircut here, I really, 100% in my heart, I really don't care. Yeah. Because it might be distance. He might not like it. So many reasons. Right. If someone does, I appreciate your help and thank you so much. And then especially the ones that don't even tell me, but I see them, oh yeah, I'm a girl. Oh my God, I'm in love with that. Yeah. Right. That was gonna be part of my post, by the way, for the two year mm. anniversary. For those that like don't 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 have to tell me, hey, I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm at your place. Trying to get that discount. Yeah. No, no, not <laughs> even a discount about credit. I'm supporting you, bro. Mm-hmm. That. Like people that, that I didn't even know. Oh, you yeah, I'm a regular customer. And 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 do they do it? There's a lot of people that they, they do it for me. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know? Mm-hmm. But then um I see also the other token of of like people depending on friends and family, maybe getting in in my example like or or maybe in yours as well like maybe getting that same t-shirt or a different or similar one of course like from another place what are your thoughts on like oh this guy's not like do you take it personal did you take a personal first it sounds like you over the years of course you yeah you think different now what what is your take on that you know in the beginning my family well carlos has a huge family like when we throw birthday parties it's like minimum 100 people Really? Yes. It's big family. So honestly, in the beginning, they were our first customers. Like they were the ones that were supporting it, you know, and believed in it. So it was really important for us in that in the beginning for for our friends to show up, for our family to show up. And they did. And so I feel like that's something that maybe we are lucky to have in El Paso is that we have a big sense of community and so, you know, you, like my kids, my best friend is their tia. Like, you know, friends are tios and tias, you know. So it, our, our family is not just blood, but it extends to friends. And so when you open a shop in El Paso, you have a bigger family. And so they they kind of build you. They start it for you. Like they, they dan el primer arranque. You know, even just encouragement, right? Yeah. Even, even though just, even just to in show you, mm-hmm. up, even to make the crowd, you know, because like, for example, our grand opening, there was so many people because of Carlos's family, you know, and, and maybe they all didn't buy, but they were there and it made it looked huge. It looked so big. So that was awesome. You know, it felt like and then just even perspective, like, wow, they had a grand opening and that's so many people. And it was like mainly family to have that core was 
was important and it, it was helpful and it was encouraging. And then, of course, once you keep going, well, you don't solely rely on them. That's also not fair, you know, to like be like, hey, well, keep shopping with me or be, you know, that's not fair. So now, of course, I just again, I appreciate when I see them, when we see any of our friends or family come in, we the same as like, oh, we're so thankful that they came. And um, but we don't we don't expect it or rely on it or, you know, are, are like mad if they go somewhere else. You know, we we get it. But definitely in the beginning, I think it's important. It's important. Like I've heard several or I've seen several things like throw a business shower. Like if you're if someone in your family opens up like invite everybody every tío tía cousin show up for that that one because it's it's a hard decision to make and then just to show that encouragement is important and then after that don't rely on it don't rely on that family to be the your consistent customer because it's not you know they can't be your cheerleader all the time you're gonna have to find those customers and that core base but in the beginning it's definitely important now, do you feel like if right now they, like maybe they don't shop as much as before, do you take a person? Did you take a person out first? Like, was there a, no, something in there? No, I don't. I don't. And I didn't because it just in the beginning when it was the hardest, they were there. And I will never forget that. You know, that was the most important time. And so now that they maybe don't shop as much or, or whatever, um, I don't. I'm like, you know they they were there in the beginning and then they're they're always there in our grand like every grand opening we've had they're there like they're there to party and support and and they show up and so it always we always have huge openings because of them nice yeah do you still have people that reach out wanting a discount for something no yeah no they don't they don't and i i have i do have um a code for friends and family that they only know. So I go, hey, when you go to the store, use that code. And, and you know, my coworkers know that that those people are VIP because they know that that phrase. Um, so I have that. So it also, you know, it's also because they're like, I want them to feel VIP. So when the they hear when when the coworkers feel that hear that phrase, they know that they're those people are important to me. So it, I mean, they, they get a little bit of like, hey, you know, you're how do you know Chelsea? How do you know Carlos? And they get that other conversation part of it. That's cool. I think I never had to deal with that issue, not even at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had to deal with the opposite when my mom, when my dad, when my sister comes. Like, hey, you don't have to pay. They pay. Like, yeah. there's no way I can convince them not to. They go, hey, can you please stop? Because it makes me feel like, hey, ¿cuánto es? Uh-huh. Y like, Mom, I, you know, and I'm like, yeah. that, but that just tells you what type of person they are that, hey, this is yeah. a regular customer. Same as a lot of friends, hey, this is what yeah. it is, you know, and it, it feels really good. It does. Bueno, pues, I, just to wrap it up, I do have my last question that um, I ask every single guest. Um, okay. You're just going to be interesting because you are very, you're chuco chingona, so it's going to be good. Um, but before the um, before I do that, I want to once again thank you for your time. We've been on for about two hours. We spend half an hour at least talking <laughs> uh, when you first arrive yeah and again i i, I just want to thank you you can awesome. be with your kids it you wasn't as be... scary you as see I thought. <laughs> you, you make me feel bad as well what what you mean my it's questions like do yeah. i need to be prepared like no what else, are you talking about no one else digs this deep so no it's good it's good keep doing it it's good because the you know people want to know these things they want to know those questions they want to know more and most of the time it's like the same question 
and they don't dig deeper. So that's I'm glad that you that you've built this platform, you know, to give people the opportunity to even speak more about it. Oh, I appreciate that. My number one mission, and I tell everyone, is like for my guests to like it. I record it because it's a great excuse to upload and other people to take advantage. Mm-hmm. But my mission when I end this is for you to say, I liked it. Thank you so much for oh, inviting me. Cool. And so far, some guys when they text me and they email me and say, you know what I really like, like oh, that, that, that's it. I did my my thing, right? Yeah. You know? Like all my mispronunciations and everything, worth it. I got it. You know? <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Also, oh, thank you again. <laughs> So, ready for the last one? Yes. All right. It's it's a two-part question. Tell us one thing you love about El Paso. Cannot say food. And I'm going to challenge you mm-hmm. not to say this community sense, the people around, because I know that for a fact. And you have said it already, right? Yes. And second part is, what is one thing you will change or improve about our city? And it's up to you what order you want to answer. So, what do I love about El Paso and what would I change? Yeah, what? Or if you want to say something that you don't like about El Paso, <laughs> if you want to position it that way. That's the that's where the tea is. Yeah, you that's see? Like, <laughs> that's, see, that's why people listen in. They're like, oh, what's the tea over there? Um, man, you, and then you, like, took my answer away. Hey, you, you, you said that... Um, that you have followed several um, episodes. I don't know if you sent till the end, but that's a question that everyone gets asked. Okay. So please, not that you have one prepared, but if you want to go with people coming in, I understand. But aside from that? You know, I think that something that I didn't know until I left El Paso was how blended it is and how beautiful it is that we're on the border you know I thought that was normal because I grew up here and I didn't you know travel a lot growing up and so leaving I was like you know people would say wait you live on the border you grew up in Juarez I went to school in the United States and people didn't understand that they were like where is this on the map and and I was like oh wait this is this is different you know I did grow up in Mexico and I went to school in the United States like that is something so different that is it brings a a certain it brings a different flavor of community to us because we get to experience both cultures you know and we get to experience the the bad and something that I think is 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 crazy is that you know Mexico I think humbles us as well because we see those people struggling and there are neighbors and then you see the success that you can get in in El Paso just across the border. And so that is also eye-opening and, and something that I grew up with, you know, growing up in Juarez that when we would cross the border, seeing those little kids um, and wanting to like put them in the car and be like, why can't we just take them and, and help them, you know, and, and not understanding that as a child and that you know, sitting with me for a long time. And that has also gave me, given me that of wanting to give because I've saw, I've seen the lowest of the low constantly every day crossing the border, you see it. Um, and so I, I, I learned a lot by being in this bicultural community. And you appreciate it once you see it from the outside, right? Yes. Once uh, I left, uh-huh. I, I, and, and I, I some I feel like you have to leave to understand how beautiful and how and also how sad it can be, you know, and and how you I feel like it gives you a sense like come back and change it. Come yeah. back and do better. Come back and and 
put your stamp on it because you you know what it is and you you know what it what what it yeah well what it, what the fabric of it is and make it make it something that different for that you feel you can change you know so I think that's something that I really love about El Paso. Very well said, because you're absolutely right. Yeah. When people say, because from my job, there's a lot of people out of town that come. The number one thing they say is, oh, your people, you're very friendly and this. And when I try to think why, overthinkers, like, it has to be, in my opinion, the way that we are able to appreciate, hey, I see the bad side over there, and I see how good we have it over there. And because of that alone being again appreciating things in life yeah that makes us more humble more mm-hmm. friendly and the way you you talked about it that's exactly right we we only either have to leave or have those examples of constantly people telling you about it that you're going to be like bro like when people say there's nothing to do here in el paso oh no 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 you have nothing to do there's so many things to do in el paso when i started this project my uh, fixed mindset was because there's it's because i want to do something because nobody else is doing anything Oh, way off. There's so many great people doing great stuff, you know. And now my, my take was, okay, we'll highlight that. But my initial was there's nothing to do and also the people. But that's not true, you know. Yeah. But we just have to have a different mindset and, and, and be able to hopefully without having to leave. And if you leave, that's fine. But understand how, I don't know if how lucky, but we are in a very good place. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so different. It's not normal where we are. Uh-uh. This isn't this isn't the rest of the world at all, where we have these two worlds combined. It's not normal. Because yeah, until I left, I was like, oh, you don't have that. <laughs> How often do you visit Juarez? Do you go often or yeah, no? Before the pandemic, I would. I would. We would visit quite often because I have my appointments over there that I do and things like that that I do um you know and also that you know affordable health care as a business owner is a um you know if you don't have health care and you can go across the border and get way more affordable health care is that's a plus you know being able to have that option because people travel far to come over here to get this affordable health care so we're pretty lucky to have that um but yeah, so I my dad still lives over there. Okay. My dad still lives in Juarez, so we would visit him and stuff. And I loved, honestly, I, I had told Carlos, like, let's go live over there. Because on, you would live like a king and queen with what you have, what you're making here. I was like, let's go live over there. And, and I loved growing up over there because I had a lot of freedom. There was three parks in my neighborhood. And my my freedom was those three parks. Like I had a, and the whole neighborhood knew me. Like they knew I watch Chelsea and su bicicleta. And so I was part of this big neighborhood that took care of me. And I loved growing up in Juarez. I really, and I wanted that for my kids to give them that freedom of growing up in Juarez. Um, but I, I don't know that it's the same with everything that goes on. But yeah, I mean, that's, I loved, I loved being from there and, and having that opportunity to be able to experience both. Yes. Again, well said. How about the second part? What is one thing that you would change or improve? Mm. Hashtag you can use support local. <laughs> uh, something that would change. I would change. Mm. Or no. improve. Maybe it's already someone's already improving, right? Maybe, maybe. Well, and I, maybe it's because it's something that I want to do. And maybe it's something because it's more personal because I want to improve. But I... I have a hard time uh, connecting with, um, well, is that something? 
there there are groups like of uh, women empowerment groups that have you know developed and I and I love and I love what they're doing but I would love a group of Latina uh, empowerment where it's like with kids it's just a different world when you have kids and and trying to do your business so I would love to um, create you know a podcast or a group of of those kind of people where it's maybe even like you're already a veteran like you're into two years of your business because you kind of at that point you you get the hang of it and and having maybe something like that um where we have like a support group and um we get a therapist that comes to visit us (laughs) because we all need some therapy um but things like that like that adult like more adult things that you need um that would maybe help out I don't know if that's a good answer. It is, actually, because that's unique. And, of course, that is something that the city can can help with, can have, like, programs like that. Not only because I know there's the the, the, uh, Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and there's, like, several people networking events. Yeah. But, like, a different twist to it as well, right? Yeah. Like at a different stage and then also a the different option stage, a of other stage, people eh? as well to, to have. Because it seems to me, again, as I'm researching everybody, that there is a group of people in El Paso. You know, there's a group of people that do have so many great things going on. But I wonder, like, how can someone get to that group of people mm. without your parents or you being super rich or, you know, I'm just, I get thinking about, yeah. like, is there something else that we have? And I know there's some local groups, but, like, Again, and, and that's why I thrive in your city. I really like that event, and, and I talked to John after. And I said, you know, this is what I suggest. I love it, what you're doing, but it would be nice to have, like, my idea was to have a workshop. I will pay a lot of money to go in and have a workshop, and everybody tells us what their problems are. Even if you're, even if you make money, maybe your problem is wanting to open a third location. Mm-hmm. My problems, I want more customers. How mm-hmm. can someone help me? Because again, the the meeting and hearing the story is great. Yeah. But how many relationships do you keep after that? Right. Yeah. Maybe you do, and that's gonna be on your own. By the way, you also need to do something on mm-hmm. your own. But what if, like, there was this workshop networking event that, hey, like, aside from meet and greet, um, and hearing a story, we're in a table right here, four people. Um. What's your problem? This is my yeah. problem. This is your problem. This is the problem. Here's what it is. And then kind of like what you brought in, which is a really good thing. Can we also have something like that at a younger age? You know, mm-hmm. like people that can give someone a different perspective on things. Well, and there, there's organizations, I think, for the younger ages, you know, because the, these younger kids are so... They've got it so much. Like, they, I feel like they have... They're more put together than I was at their age. And I feel like we can stay here forever. Yeah. If, if you could see, I asked half of my topics, my questions, and I have so many topics. <laughs> it was good. But I want to respect your time. I think that two hours is enough. Maybe on your on your um, podcast that you create, maybe you can have me as your first guest, but then I'll be asking questions. So it's kind of like a part two of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could do a part two. Man, let's see. I, it's it's funny because it keeps coming up. I even met, I even like ran into this girl that I went to middle school with. And she was like, my husband does podcasts, like he can help you with it. But I can't, it's hard for, I can't do things until I wrap my mind around them. And I haven't wrapped my mind around it completely. So I. Do you know what subject or what is your one thing that you will be kind of like, okay, my podcast would be around this. Of course, can be changed. It's Latina empowerment. But like, because I really haven't found one 
good Latina empowerment, business empowerment, and where they actually own a business. Oh, I like that. Like they're just coaches, they're life coaches and things like that, but they don't own a business. And it's just like, how can you be my life coach if you don't own a business? Like you need to know how hard this is. You know what I, I mean? Like what type of advice would you give? Like what would be kind of like, would you be just talking about everyday stuff or would you want it to be like hearing someone else and hey, I'm going to give you some advice on that? Well, Have see, you thought about that? Yeah, well, I've, and that's the part where it's the, like, who am I to give advice, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I would want to get people that would come on to speak and, and maybe we would share the ideas and, and talk about more of the stuff that we're going through. Um, but I even would want to, maybe not even, I mean, there's just so much that I feel in my world that I want to change, like even the education system with my kids right now, I, I don't like it and I don't understand why there's not a movement. Actually, let me change my answer. Whoa, let's <laughs> do this. My answer would be, I would change the education system in El Paso um, to be more about the children. And maybe it's not just El Paso, but it's all over that it just doesn't give me confidence on how they are our, it doesn't feel like our kids are the number one priority and teachers are so exhausted. I haven't met one happy teacher that I don't understand why the a revolution isn't isn't happening within the school system. And I feel very small, but I feel like like I have like I'm willing to to back it up, you know, if there was something that would to change that because it just having my kids in school, I don't feel confident that they are getting the best education or you're even the best treatment because I see these teachers and they just look so tired. Like they can't even show up for our kids because they're just so tired being asked to do all these other random things that have nothing to do with the kids. Wow. So my sister's a teacher, so a hundred percent. Yeah. You need to watch the episode with Ricky Ramirez, teacher of the year. He oh yes. I I watched some of your highlights. Okay. Well next time no me that's because it breaks my heart that I have it. Or you should have said, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. So now I feel bad like how come you don't watch the whole thing? You know? I've just played. But the fact is that we talked about that in a hundred percent deal. My sister's a teacher. And I agree with you as far as um, like, I, I believe like nine out of 10 people feel the same way you, you feel, but why is it that we're not more vocal? Why is it that we're not doing anything? Cause we are like, I agree with you 100%. I keep asking teachers this because I, I bring it up a lot during the pandemic. I complained about the education system a lot. And a lot of teachers were like, we can't because we'll get fired. We, we can't protest because we'll get fired. But then I met one of my customers was a lady that was starting a teacher union and she was saying, no, that's not the case, but it needs to be in numbers. Mm -hmm. You know, it has to be in numbers. And if it's in numbers, well, they can't fire all of them. And especially right now when they need teachers, like you, teachers are so powerful right now. They don't even realize their power. But the thing is like, teachers are so good too. Like they became teachers because they care about children. So they're not fighters. They're, they're there because they love kids and they love taking you know they love they're there to be for something bigger not to fight for the right salary and the right treatment you know what i mean so it's i feel like the education system takes advantage of that of how good of of how good teachers are that they don't stand up for themselves 
Yeah, uh, no teacher goes in wanting to be a teacher because of the money. It's yeah. because you, you're passionate about it. You want to change the world. You yes. want to do something, influence kids. But then again, talking to my sister, not that she has, but I can definitely see how people lose passion yes. over years. And then after that, they just give in. And if this is kind of like the game I have to play, I'll play it, you know, and, and that really sucks. Yeah. Because now we're not only talking like, about them but also our kids you know and, exactly and how it goes but oh i like that maybe you should have a, your podcast episode number one topic <laughs> teacher maybe. see but then that's like where i get jumbled because i'm like that has nothing to do with latin empowerment <laughs> i don't know maybe and maybe it's this is jumbled. more a conversation that we can talk about like um after recording because the truth is that there is a set kind of like topic but the fact is that if people follow you it's not only because like you sell shirts is because they, like, your brand, it's something that whatever you're talking about, I'm interested in, right? Right. If it's a topic that the chances are a lot of people will want to talk about other things because they know your persona, they know you, you they know how you handle situations, mm-hmm. how well you deal with situations. So maybe it's not that one situation, maybe it's something else. Yeah. But at the core, I think it's the same thing. But again, I maybe did. we can talk about it later. <laughs> we'll ma- maybe manifest. we'll do that. But bueno, um, again, thank you. And thank everyone who, who watched or listened to the episode. I'll see you guys next time. Adios. <laughs>